gained 10 pounds eating the red and the green M&M, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I so quick with those animals. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend about four brothers down here on this YouTube channel. And ring the bell so we can make comments. I mean, so you get to know when we're coming up on it, when our shows are popping up. Also, like like I said, like and subscribe, make comments. We'll get back to you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. My brothers from another mother, what's going on, man? How you been for the last seven days? Derek, talk to me. It was happening. What's happening, fellas? Um, you know, everything's been pretty good, man. You know, I had a wonderful time uh, this weekend uh, under terrible circumstances. Unfortunately, had the death of my family. Had to travel out of town. Oh, sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, it's all right, man. You know, my godmother and everything. Rest in peace, uh, Miss Bertha Angel. So, um, yeah, just went down, you know, down in North Carolina. Saw a lot of old family members and whatnot. You know how it is, man. You always get together at weddings and funerals and whatnot. So, you know, uh, but it's always good when you see them. So, uh, you know, the aunties and uncles and the cousins and all of that. So that was good. You know, I rode, drove down old school, drove down with my father. What part, Derek? My family's from Windsor, North Carolina. That's Northeast North Carolina. All right. Um, hey, hey, Monique, how you doing? What's going on, Dina? What's happening? Yeah, what, what up? Yeah, so, um, so yeah, you know, hey, Samantha, <laughs> Makes sense. all right, yeah, 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 and um, yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah thank you, Monique, thank you, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, I, I traveled down there, um, went to North Carolina, and uh, you know, I felt like a kid again, you know, mom, thank you, Dina, thank you, and then, um, you know. Uh, my father did. I rode down with my father, my cousin, man. My father's 82 years old, old professional driver, drove MTA for years. That's how he retired. Always drove, man, drives to the wheels fall off. He's where I get it from. That man would not let me get from under that wheel. He would not get from under that wheel, man. He drove. He, I'm telling you, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't let me. She wouldn't share that wheel at all, man. And I, I, I aspire to be like that at 82 years old, man. He went down there and he didn't, and coming back, he didn't let me get under the wheel coming back until we hit Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Wow. Dropped, yeah, yeah. And I, I let me drive from Brooklyn home, but that was it, man. You know, he's 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 a trooper, man. I mean, literally, right, we'll ride to those wheels for a law. So um, so that was good, man. You know um, and um, you know, I and, and I and I was in the back seat like I was a kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know how it was when you were a kid, man. Your parent, your father driving you, man. You know, so yeah. um, so um, you know, so it was it was it was nice bonding time with him as well. Um, got back home, saw my son. Uh, he finally went back to uh, to to Norfolk, Virginia. My oldest uh, from the Navy had a good time with him. Um, just drove. Matter of fact, dropped him off today. As a matter of fact, he's he's headed out. Uh, oh, his plane is leaving right about now. You know, mm-hmm. so um, he's headed back, and it's always good to him to see him and had his friends over. He got to see his friends, so we had a nice little uh, goodbye. I guess you want to call it grill, grill out or whatever cookout uh, last night. You know, so. Um, you know, a lot of time for family, you know, and it was good. Okay, yeah, your dad, oh, MTA, Jamaica Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now my father drove out of Brooklyn. He drove out of, uh, over there by uh, Jamaica. Yeah, 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 Jamaica, Jamaica Avenue Depot in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, you know. The big so, depot. Um, 
Yeah, the big one yeah, over there. Bush. Yeah, right here, right where it all meets. Yeah, that's yeah. where he was at, man. I was there since I was a little boy, man. They had the motorcycle club around the corner, so. Then, well, then your, your father, word of the street, your father never trusted driving. So that's why he said, I'm going to drive the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, but, I, but my, now my grandfather, you know what I mean? He was another driver, man. He, don't ask me how he drove. He was missing both legs, brother. But he, <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. You can't say that shit, bro. He had no legs and he could drive? Yes, yes, yes. Not no, 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 no fancy cars or nothing, man. Just a stick. I'm telling you, and had to had the nerve to like the race. You know what I'm saying? I had a big foot. You know what I mean? So no, he had no foot, bro. He had a big no, stick. No, no, no foot. <laughs> he had a big stick. He had a big stick. You know? Oh my god. But, uh, but, yeah, but y'all, man. To, to, to the day he died, he to the day he died, he had a job. He's like, hey, sweetie, that's my, my love. Yo, right that's there. crazy. You know? Yeah, when he died, he still had an active driver's license. What up, Nikisha? Hey, Yo, Nikisha, the crazy. Yo, him and Chicken Wing, man. I would love to see them both. I've seen Chicken Wing drop stick shit. That's amazing shit. <laughs> wow. I didn't know he could do that. Oh, yeah. Chicken Wing could drop stick. It's amazing. Oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, <laughs> right? <laughs> chicken, yeah. chicken Wing ain't oh, handicapped. Yeah. He's handicapable. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, that was it, man. You know, good time, man. It's still, um, just you know, and I'm here again doing what we love to do. What's up, Rob? What's going on with you, man? <laughs> Danny, what up, Danny? Well, what's what up, Danny? um, what's up, fellas? Um, what's up? What's up? I had a, I had a, I had a very uneventful week, you know what I mean? I, I did get myself in the doghouse in here, um, oh, yeah, because I, I had like a honey, honey to do list and. Oh. And none of that shit, none of that shit got done. Yeah, so you know, so um, set up for failure. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is, too, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, you drive. Yeah, Danny, y'all are some drivers. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah, that's my uncle. He used to drive the bus. Danny, you got both feet, right? Yeah, he got both feet. Okay, Rodney, Rodney, why didn't the list get done? Well, the thing is, I I have these I have these moments where I go into like a very lazy type of mindset, and sometimes I just don't want to come out of it because I want to do what I want to do, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, in my house, my wife can always tell when I'm about to do some work around the house because I got these pants that I put on, that's like their jeans, and they got like you know paint marks and stuff in on them. Yeah. They got holes in them. You know, you don't get dressed up to do work around the house. Right. Right. So the thing is, um, my wife said, I didn't see them pants on all day this week. Oh, shit. And I said, oh, shit. I said, I can't find them pants. She goes, no, I know where they at. I know where they at. She said, they're not, for some reason, those pants are not getting on. So that means those things are not getting done. But, you know, she barked at me a little bit, got on my case. But other than that, everything went fine. But I still didn't get any of it done. So I'm going to try again. I'm going to aim for next week and get it all right. right. You, know what I'm you could do but, it, Rod. You could do it. I know, no, I just basically chilled in the backyard, relaxed, and you know, smoked a couple of cigars, listened to music. My my my, my, my one of my good friends came over, he hung out, he made it worse, you know. So <laughs> yeah. because you know you 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 know, misery loves company. They see you yeah. over there doing nothing, they're gonna come over, hang they out. Do nothing with you, right? Yeah, they'll come <laughs> do nothing with you, you know. Because they they they, they trying to get out their house from their honey do list, you know. That's right, that's right. Escaping the honey do this is that's great. right. But you would dress for the occasion, everybody know about those. You gotta have those house those those house clothes, man. Those yeah, yeah. Clothes. yeah. Housework um, clothes. That's right, you know. Yeah, yeah. but um, other than that, everything is good with me. I, like I said, I had an uneventful week, you know. But Kelvin, how was your week, man? How was everything with you? 
You know what? I spent uh, the better part of the week in uh, North Carolina. Uh, also, Derek, I was in uh, Riley and for my family reunion. So it was very interesting. Good family reunion. Um, very, very nice hotel, nice accommodations. But the one thing that we did, they always try to plan an excursion. And one excursion that we did that I didn't want to do was go to a plantation. And we went to a plantation in uh, in North Carolina. And I told everybody I didn't want to do it. This is not a feel-good excursion. And everybody act like I was foul. And then when they got there, and the, 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 the white lady that was doing the tour was telling us how her family owned 17 slaves once and everything like that. Now everybody want to fight. Everybody got an attitude with the lady, but I'm like, what did y'all like, no, this was not great adventure we was going to. What am I like? Yeah, but she said it with a smile. She better take all that, that happiness out of her voice. I'm like, no, no, no. Y'all knew what this was going to be. And that's what it was. So she's not. She's not doing a. She's not used to doing a group of black people. Probably that's that, probably what, you what, know what. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. At one time, I did worry about her safety because I can't front. She's like, yeah, this is the largest plantation in North Carolina. At one point, it had over a, a thousand slaves in it. At one point, and stuff like that. And I mean, you talking to a group of black people and you by yourself. It was about to be that revenge tour. And I said, I knew how everybody felt, you know. And I was like, so so we did do that. And then you know, you know, we had a nice banquet. And then you had some native activity, of course. You know. Oh. Well, explain what happened. All right. Well, you always have this little faction at the family union where some people don't speak to other people. And um, we had, had uh, you know, some people that, there's some people that don't speak to me. As a matter of fact, I got one cousin. She she just despises me because I was close with my other cousin, her brother, who she don't like. So she mm. stopped speaking to me. So it's the funniest thing seeing two grown adults at a family union avoiding each other. At all costs, and of course, when the elevator opens, she's standing right there. So I mean, it just was—it was just looking bad. But you know what it is with the natives and everything like that. But it was—it was overall, it was a really good experience. But the, the foulest thing, though, I have to tell y'all, I'm—I'm I'm done with JetBlue. I am so done with JetBlue. I'm gonna just I never be had problems, man. I never I had a problem on JetBlue. I either. had a few things, but nothing crazy. Let I me say, JetBlue. JetBlue claimed the fame. Is direct TV. That's it. Ain't nothing more. That's just what it was. They don't fly nowhere. They ain't got no hub. Jet Blue. They don't. They really don't. Oh, they got more leg room too. They got more leg room. I remember when they couldn't go to LA. I remember they didn't go to LA. They used to have to go to Long Beach. Um, and they're really relatively young. And I, I have to admit, I, I, I first had a problem. I never. I always liked them, but then I went to Texas and they was fouled there. But so let me check. This, and this may not be completely their fault. So my flight coming back was supposed to be 7 p.m. Some Sunday night, 7 p.m. Okay, get to the terminal at five. We're delayed to 8:20. Perfect weather outside, so that's always a bad sign. We're delayed to 8:20. 8:20 turns into 9:15. 9:15, we board two hours late. We get on, so we start rolling. Right, we out there on the tarmac. The captain comes on and is like, "Oh, um, there's some problems with air traffic control in New York, so we're gonna wait a moment to see if they want us to take off or if they want us to return to the terminal." Now, I've never in my life had to return to a terminal. We wait on the tarmac for 45 minutes, then we start rolling. So everybody's happy. Finally, we we rolling all right, roll right back to the terminal. And he never came on and told us where we was going, so we back at the terminal. He's like, "Um, 
flight attendants prepare for arrival. We like arrival. We went nowhere. So now we got to get back in the terminal and disembark. We come off the plane. That's 10 o'clock now. It's 10 o'clock at night. We come off. Nobody's answering questions. Now people want to beat up the man that's supposed to be telling us. He's like, I can't tell you anything. Only thing I could do is rebook you for the morning or whatever like that. Anyway, at this point now, it's time for that flight crew. They can't fly now. The captain, he timed out. He if he can't if he wasn't there by ten oh three, he couldn't fly. Midnight, they send another um, crew. We leave at midnight, get back to New York two a.m. So I'm not through with JetBlue because of the way they handle air traffic because of air traffic control. I'm through with them the way they handle the situation. My car was in a lot at JFK. I'm still paying on that. Okay, so I just I just rolled that over into some monthly payments because I left it in there thinking we'd be back that night. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So well, that's, that's, that's what it was. You're supposed to park in my neighborhood. Yeah. yeah I usually do that. I usually do that. You're supposed to do D's airport parking. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's true. Which, which is what people do to me, actually. Kelvin. Yeah, I'm closer to that. Yeah, yeah. He is pretty close. <laughs> Kelvin, I know the reason why this happened to you on JetBlue. What up, Shauna? Why? Why? Hey, What's Sean. up, Rodney? Hey, Sean. Hey, how are you doing? No, the reason this happened to you is because they found out you was on the plane and you be clapping when they land. So they said they're gonna screw you over. <laughs> they said Joe the Clapper is on the plane. You know what? You're yeah, right, you're right, Rod. But this time I did use my hands for some gestures, but it wasn't clapping this time. So <laughs> and Monique, you're right. You gotta make that get that first flight out. You gotta get that first flight out. Yo, that I late never night. Had a with Jet Blue. Yeah, no, but, but but Rodney, be fair though. Okay, if you heard tomorrow that Jet Blue got rid of direct TV, would you fly them? Yes. I'll be honest with you. I that was never a reason I went on JetBlue. Oh, really? That's the never. only reason I'm going on there. I went on no. JetBlue because they had leg room. That's why Correct. I used to go on um, JetBlue. They had more leg room. Because okay. Kevin, when you go across sea, when you go to international waters, you don't get direct TV. So the TV yeah. goes off and you got movies. So, uh, so what is it? Praise Jesus when you But no, but that no, you flying out of Raleigh, right? Yeah. Raleigh always has late flight delays. I'm gonna tell you now, no matter what airline you're on. Oh I really? Because the Raleigh is always something. It's you know nowadays is they don't have enough crews, so that's not their fault. They yeah, were, that's true. They have to announce that we arrived. But that's probably like what they have to say. Federal yeah, have to say yeah, that yeah. Arrived, definitely. So we I'm were coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with Delta though. I'm down with Delta now. But yo, D, what's up? How you doing, man? What's good? I'm good, man. I'm good. I was out of town too, man. I was down in Charlotte, man, and uh, Sally's a uh, family reunion. That was dope, man, down there. And, um, but I ran into the the Omega Sci-Fi Conclave. That was yeah. that was hard. That was a bit too much. A bunch of old ass grown men trying to be eighteen years old, walking around with gold boots and t shirts off. That should look crazy. I don't want to see little gray BDBs and shit like that trying to. And I'm like, yo, I'm and I'm a fraternity. I won't even go to my own conclave. I don't think anymore because it's just like all these dudes in one spot. It almost looked like a Christopher Street event because wow. everybody had boots on and shorts. So <laughs> it was. So it was a sausage fest. Oh my god! And I, I don't I go mean, to sausage fest. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. I just, I love well, did bro, they do a step show? Friend. Did they old asses do step shows? Yeah, they did a step show, bro. They compete against each other. That's how conclaves are. Whatever turn you, and I, I'm yeah. like, why, why go to that shit? I, it just, I don't know. It just, it isn't my thing. If I'm gonna go, I'm going to go for business. I bumped into my cousins, old niggas. I bumped into them. They was in the same hotel. Um, my boys, my homeboys that. They was there, but I just I just can't. It was just too much. And then they just like any woman that walked by, it was so aggressive. Like, damn, that used to be me. Long, mm. long time ago, long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> but um, but um, but that's what else what else I did this week. Chris Rock, I want to see Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. That mm -hmm. was um that last that was last time they toured together. 
that's sort of last show. Uh, last was that last night? You oh. saw you saw Kevin Hart. Yeah. You don't like Kevin Hart. I know, bro, but he's part of the package, so I had to catch him. Oh. Well, give us the review. What was it? What was the deal? Uh, Tony Rock. Tony Rock was dope. I can't remember the other. You know, they had Tony Rock one of the Red Cup Boys. Red Cup Boys was kind of boring. Same jokes over and over again. Uh, Chris Rock was funny. He believe it or not, Chris Rock came out before Kevin Hart, bro. And I was shocked. And uh, Kevin, yeah, they Chris probably Rock, alternated it. Yeah, Kevin Hart did okay. He not didn't do bad. It was probably like even Charlamagne said that was the best Kevin Hart I've seen. And uh, Chris Rock was dope. He talked about the Will Smith shit. That was a little bit like tomorrow, like I'm okay. And then he a um, little bit of jokes of that, and um, he was good. I mean, he talked about his kids. He Kevin Chris Rock took you like this, and then just took off with you, and that was the dope shit. Yeah, the mm-hmm. mad stand ovation when Witch Walt said he was his mentor, brought him out, had a drink. I, it was really dope. I got it. It was it was, it was fire. The only thing with Brooklyn, going to see that shit in Brooklyn is like going to a hip hop festival in 1996. Mad weed, liquor, crowded. Natives in full effect, full effect natives. In the Barclays, at the Barclays, full effect native shit. Packed out the door, sold out, sold out. Motherfuckers lighting weed like it was like they, everybody was outside. I felt mm. like I was in a club. I swear to God, I felt like I was in a nineties club. Crowded yeah. liquor lines around the corner, off the hook. And the Barclays, to me, Madison Square Garden still is better than Barclays. Oh Barclays, no, fuck, it's yeah. not even a contest. The Barclays don't have no. Uh, if, all right, it is a food spot that you go. Forty Forty Club was closed, so they got another food spot where you know what is when you, the games going off. Anybody get to know? Buy that ticket, you get unlimited food. That's good. But besides other foods, are chicken fingers and fries. Bullshit. Tra- trash food, bro. Trash. Mm. Trash. Really? Yeah, but is my TV just came on for no? Oh shit, not the TV. Don't they have um, blue ribbon in there? I don't know. I, what is blue ribbon? A beer? Blue ribbon a restaurant. Oh, I thought you about the beer, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I'm glad. I'm glad the show. I'm glad the show went over well. I'm glad. But I, I don't know. Does anybody get a special out of this? Is is, is uh, Chris? Oh no, they, 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 they all, they, I'm sorry. They all got tours. They got their separate tours going out. I wish I would have went to the Madison Square Garden one when Dave Chappelle came out. Everybody said Dave Chappelle killed for 25 minutes. Wow. He was a special guest. He showed up and they killed it. And they all came out the end of the, in the end with each other. So I wish I would have went to that one. But um, what you say? Penis says, I went to Maxwell uh, to see Maxwell in Brooklyn. I swear I got contact high. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's yeah. why I don't think you, you, no so question. Yeah, see, better, no question. Yeah. I'm telling you. I want to see the UBS thing. I haven't been in there. I doubt they're going to have any black acts. <laughs> I doubt they're going to. They said these motherfuckers from Brooklyn. I, I, I'm done with the Barclays. Is, God damn, man. It's just, it's just too hood for me, man. Yo, last time. Last time. Last time I went to Barclays was with um, Chicken Wing when Chicken Wing had the sweets and stuff. Yeah. I, I I never was a fan of the Barclays. It just looks like it doesn't belong there. It's just <laughs> no. It, it just seems like it. Okay, it you does know, stick out a little funny way, man. It yeah. does. It looks like, like the road. It looks right there in the middle. Of the correct. It yeah. looks like the Roach yeah. Motel, and then everybody's just jammed <laughs> in there, and it's just packed. It's it's just too much. I I, yeah. I just. Even yeah. when you walk into the hallways, like going through your seats, it's just very tight. Yeah, and then, but why the rustic the look, though? Why the rustic look? But that's the new it's, look. If you look at the turnpike, that's what they're doing with them. If you look at the turnpike going down, you see they got the rustic look on those. On those. Um, and then, and then, those like things. somebody said, it looked like a spaceship landed yeah. on Flatbush Avenue right. in Atlantic. But, that's but, what it does look like. Real quick, but you know the history. That's what Dodger Stadium. When the Dodgers are moving out for Everett's Field, that's where they wanted to put it. But uh-huh. the guy that designed New York, what's the guy named? The racist dude. Um, oh, God, I can't think of it. Which one? Which one? I know. Right, I know. Right. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to bring him up next week. But anyway, that's where the Dodger Stadium was, the original Dodger Stadium supposed to have been to. But they didn't want to let it happen. So, and then they first year I put the Dodgers in Queens. He said, no, we're the Brooklyn Dodgers. And which was moved into L.A. So that's a little bit. Anyhow, but tonight's show. Tonight we don't have any guests tonight. Uh, but we do have, we're going to do a lot of social media clips. A lot of people are seeing the people who hit me. I was like, yo, we got to, y'all should discuss this, discuss that. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get what people want. They want to see a lot of clips. So we're going to get right into it, man. So this N-word here. Bishop robbed at gunpoint <laughs> live. Jamie, can you play, play the video for this, Jamie? A Brooklyn bishop was robbed at gunpoint in the middle of his Sunday sermon today, and it was all caught on camera. The service was being live-streamed this morning when he says three to four men walked in with guns. He spoke at length with CBS 2's Lisa Rosner about why he believes he was targeted and his message for the suspects. Five to ten minutes into preaching Sunday morning on Remsen Avenue in Canarsie, Bishop Lamore Whitehead saw the door in the back of the room kick open. How many of you have lost your faith because you saw somebody else die? What you about to go through? Yo, yo, all right, all right, all right, all right. I seen three to four men come in. I said, all right, all right, all right. It's pretty much stating that I don't want. I'm not going to do anything, right? Because I know y'all coming from me. Y'all coming straight to me. I don't want my parishioners hurt, right? I got um, women and children there. As I got down, one went to my wife and took all her jewelry and, um, and had the gun in front of my eight-month-old baby's face. Um, took off my bishop's ring, my, um, my wedding band, and took off my bishop's chain. And then I had chains underneath my robe. Um, and um, he started tapping my neck to see if anything else. So that means they knew. They, they watched and they knew that I have other jury. The church's live stream shows the gun being held on the pastor. They had the guns on, the, on my deacons that was at the door. Whitehead says what you don't see on camera are around 100 congregants who were in the room. Men, women, and children dropped to the floor in silence. My church is traumatized. The women and children are still crying. Okay. Kelvin, Kelvin. Oh. That's hard to take. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they traumatized because you drive, got 400 to 600,000 worth of jewelry. I thought that would have traumatized right. my, my people, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Go ahead, Kelvin. You take Rock. the stage. Okay. Well, first of all, let me say this. Um, obviously, and let's separate the, <laughs> there's, there's two parts to this. One of them, one of them is, you know, this kind of flaunt and this affluence, you know, from a, a ministerial position. The other one is just somebody genuinely getting robbed and, and you have a robbery. So the first thing is obviously, you know, that is frightening to be robbed in any situation, let alone in a, a place of worship, wherever people worship. Um, I think churches are very, very uh, lax when it comes to security. Oftentimes people who, people think that that this is off limits on some type of sacred ground for people to um, respect people's religious you know, worship set settings or centers. So that's one thing. The other thing is this, there's been a lot of speculation. People have called me about it, other people in ministry. Um, this person's reputation, uh, people really have an issue with. Other people in ministry have called me about this guy. Um, so Damon, they basically, right. they, they don't have regard for this person. They, they, they don't uh, believe in the legit legitimacy of this person. They just think, I think the, the, the faith-based community kind of looks at him almost like uh, some type of caricature, which I think the secular community looks at him as well. I don't know the man. I don't know anything about him. I've always felt this. Um, 
to actually have that type of of um uh presence with, with with jewelry and money and things like that, especially at a church that looks very, very small, especially a church as an area that doesn't look like it's an affluent area to come to church in a Bentley when your parishioners probably are not anywhere near that type of financial setting. It, 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 it's it's going to leave you open to that. And um, the question probably would be why this didn't happen sooner. Obviously, now what I've been told was they only robbed him and his wife. That's what someone told me. Now, I, I don't know that. I didn't hear that reported. Uh, actual minister told me they only robbed him and his that, wife. That, that is what's been reported. That's what's only been reported. Right. Only so this, you, don't, you don't have to guess if this was some type of, if they knew or they watched. Of course they did. They see the man pull up in a Bentley or something like that. And then some people feel like. Um, well, it was an insurance job. I, I thought some people thought I thought some people thought that too. Now, to, to be honest, somebody saying that there's four hundred thousand dollars of jewelry. At first, I heard of a million dollars, then four hundred thousand dollars. There's something that that's a bit much with that. But but that that is some people speculated that too. The the people have speculated that too. You know, so I'm not really sure, but it it just looks bad, and I think. Um, I'm curious to see what everybody else on the panel thinks of it. I think I've been hearing a little bit of people. Um, some people kind of think this is almost like a Robin Hood situation, kind of rob him and and you know feed the neighborhood or something like that. But what do you guys think? I think I think Miss Jenkins that runs the choir lined them up. <laughs> Not Miss Jenkins. I think the Not motherfucker behind them might have lined them that was sitting there just like, oh shit, look what's going on. Right. I have to admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my man's real cooperative. Or, yeah, man you was, know, my man was cool as a cucumber. He was like, yeah, oh, he was sitting there just chilling, right? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but the thing is, you're, you're right. You're, 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 you're a bishop of a church. You got on whatever he was claiming how much this jewelry is worth, which was an astronomical amount from what I don't understand it. And, you know, he's driving it around in the neighborhood with this fancy car. So I guess, you know, there were some people that were pretty upset about that. And probably that's what happened. So I don't know. Maybe they are trying to do an insurance job, like D said. But he definitely was a mark. But to do it in the church, they could have waited and caught him, caught him outside or whatever. But, you know, I think that was really disrespectful to do it right in the church in front of everybody like that. But from what I understand, the police supposedly got a plate. So it might be just a matter of time. And I'm just guessing, I don't know, but the, the fact that they just robbed them too, all right, yeah. as you say, you know, when they conceivably could have gotten more if they were just training the gun other places, let right. you know that they were really marked and that they weren't necessarily so concerned with, you know, um, with, with, with what people thought in terms of him. Like they knew that like, it was almost a Robin Hood situation. Like, yeah, we're coming for him and nobody's mm -hmm. going to step in the way. So. You know, I think, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. A silent partner on the side. I think he probably. I think there. I think there was probably some some rumblings around somewhere. You know. Um, well, wait a minute. What plea? What plea, Rod? <laughs> what? Get open. You said. You said they, the police got a what? A they got one of license plates off the car. Oh, I think okay. They, plate. yeah, okay. They got a license plate off the car. I'm sorry, I didn't clarify that. Yeah. So said, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, Gene, he's taking people's offering and going to buy jewelry. I, I don't know what he does. The question is, what does he do for a living? Is he just well? He he said, Derek. He did an interview. I saw an interview he did, and they asked him about that. The reporter was like, "Why do you have that much, you know, money, or where does this come from?" And he said, "I don't take a salary from the church." Mind you, I'm just quoting what he said. He said, "I don't take a salary from church." He said, "God has blessed me to buy real estate, so I buy real estate. I get my own money from my own businesses." And what's wrong with me buying what I want? That was his statement. Again, mm. I will say this to me. Now, the, the scripture said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. To me, it just looks a bit much. Right. It just it, it really just looked like, in other words, I would feel uncomfortable. 
Drew Tommy from Martin. I feel uncomfortable riding around with a Bentley passing my parishioners on a bus. It would yeah, just yeah. be the, the, the disparity just looks too great. And then the other thing is this, you know, as a person involved in ministry, um, I think all of us want to have what we want to have. I don't have this desire to be like rich or flaunt that if I had it. The, the flaunting thing yes. seems a bit much. Yes, I don't I don't even you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even even if I was entertained, I don't think I would want one of these big cars that's. 300,000 or these, one of these mansions that I can't even visit each room. I don't think I would want that. And some people do. And I'll say this, when it comes to ministry, that is not usually reflective of ministry. Jesus said, take all you have and give it to the poor. I mean, it's like, you know, at a certain point, if you're doing this and you're showing that much affluence or that much wealth or whatever like that, it just seems like a contradiction. And you leave yourself open to judgment to the point where I don't even think people felt bad. I think people yes. felt like he's stealing from people. So I don't think there was really empathy no. to him. It looks like people feel like that's what he gets. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can't say that I stand there because anybody, if there's a gun in your face or whatever like that, you got your wife and your child there, that's got to be devastating, um, provided that this was not some type of inside job. But um, yeah, it, the, 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 the optics look bad. There's no way around it. Yeah, you said, you said he's into real estate. Is he putting these properties under the church's name? I don't know. I don't know, Rod. I, that, I don't really, you that, know, he, this was... That could be explaining where a lot of money coming from. Take my thing, right? He's into real estate. Why now, you got people that probably can't barely afford rent. Is he putting people in, is he giving them yeah. apartment buildings, putting them in the apartment buildings? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, from his church? Like, I, I met the brother. I ain't gonna front. I met the brother a few times because when I worked at Boys and Girls High School, you know, he, he is just, that's who he is. He's a flashy mother. Dude, all the time. I've heard that. I've heard all that. the time. Like every time, like regular meetings. He, we got he coming in Louis Vuitton. That's that's the Gucci. That's who he is. I don't know. He made it in real estate as you claim. Why? Then his sister, his sister Johnson, who's probably lined them up. Why you help sister Johnson get some rent or live in one of your buildings? Yeah, for free or whatever. Or, or let her Section Eight pay it or whatever something. Like, like you, come on, Whitehead man. Like come on, this dude. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad that he got robbed. I hope these motherfuckers actually get away. Oh, you know what? Shit. Okay, right. yeah, I wouldn't. No, oh, let me see. Yeah, man. Let me. Oh, I didn't even man. see it coming that bad. Yeah. But but this is the thing. This is the thing. Let me say this. When I when I was younger, right? I you know especially starting out, I really really was one of these people that was trying to like um, I guess preserve the the image of ministry. Like I'd be the one trying to prove that everybody's not like that. I realize this is a losing battle, first of all. There's no way you could do it. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I, I'm not on salary at any church. I, I, I'm i not on salary. And, and the sal the biggest salary I've ever made at a church when I was a youth pastor at a church, full-time, 40 hours a week, the most I ever made was about $600 a week, period. And then outside of that, it would be an honorarium. If I go somewhere to preach, they'd give me an honorarium. Um, the high end of that could be uh, uh, $600. The low end, of, I've been to a church where they was like, we can't pay you. So I've been there, right? So I, I understand that. But the only thing that, that gets me is with me, I contribute. I, I contribute. I pay tithes every week to a church, every single week. I don't take from the church. I pay every week. If I buy something, though, I promise you, from the, and y'all know, well, know I work. If I buy something, it's from the church. You guarantee that. Got you. Am I right? That's if I if I buy a new car, it's from the church. You're right. 
Hey, but but it, now it's not, but it's going to be that. And that's just what it is. But now this is a different situation because anytime you got 400 rings on and, and all this stuff like that, and you're serving usually a, a underprivileged community, it just looks yeah. bad. There's no other way around it. Yeah, that's a very working yeah. class. That's a very working class community, man. And I don't right, care if you go right. Osteen, yeah. it look bad. If you got the biggest church in the country, it still looks bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen. That, every time I, I'm listen. I'm I'm I like, like freeway. They probably was listening to freeway before they robbed it too. Well, he thought my stomach's out growling, my ribs stopped touching. I'm now, like, now, let, let me say this. I hope they get a, I'm like, yeah, go down the block, make the left. Let <laughs> me say this. If I if I have music on, if I if I have music on in my car, if I have music in the windows open on my car, and I'm I'm using Harlem, I pass a mosque on I think it's 99th, right off of uh Third Avenue. I turn it all the way down because there's there's Muslim people in there worshiping. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it, if it's something Hindu, whatever. I respect people's religious observance. I used to have be at a church in Jamaica Queens. We've been robbed several times. I mean, not you know, not at gunpoint. We've we've had theft several times. People have come in, stolen microphones. People have done. I mean, different things like that. I'll just say this: anybody that is is that is robbing churches or mosques or anything like that. This idea that God is not real, they better be right. That's all I would say. That's a lot. That's a lot to do. And I would be scared to do that. I would be scared to do that with anybody's, any household of faith from any religious sector. I'd be afraid to do that. We used to have cops. We used to have cops come to the church. Some cops wouldn't even walk into church with their guns. They prefer not to come in the sanctuary with their guns. So these dudes would come in there and come. That's where the gold is at. <laughs> hey, they them big crosses and stuff. Hey, Jesus, Cuba, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you subject. There's been people that have been shot in the pulpit. I mean, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Listen, I used to steal at the airport. Long, long time ago. Long time ago. Used to what? Steal at the airport. That's a long time ago. I'll tell that next week. Just remind me. I'll tell the story next week. Yeah, you got to talk about that. Now. You put it out there. You just can't just put that out there. He's going to give us the, the, the teaser. Go give us the, the teaser. Yeah. Next week, next yeah. week, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about you that. better All be right. careful, D, because right. you know they use people's statements on social media against hey, them in court hey, hey, now. This, this is a legend. This is all stories. This is all oh, stories. Okay. okay. This is fictional. This is fictional. <laughs> Everything I tell on this show is fictional. Everything. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. No evidence. There was no camera back then, so this shit didn't happen. So this is definitely fictional. Not a legend. <laughs> Not a legend. This motherfucker yeah. Jamie. Oh my God, sell out. Yeah. All right, so this is the next video. This uh, do you really believe the Supreme Court ended Roe versus Wade to save black children? Jamie, play the video for us, please. I used to work in an abortion clinic. I was the guy that would walk women and their families back to their car after the procedure because people would line up on the curb and sidewalk and try to scream and yell and throw stuff at them. The strict rules at the clinic that you had to show up for work between 6 and 6.30. One day I had been out partying till like 3.30, 4 in the morning and it made sense that I would just go to the abortion clinic where I worked at, nap in the parking lot versus driving 45 minutes home and then driving 45 minutes back after like an hour of sleep. I got to the parking lot, there was a line of black cars. I went inside and I saw a sea of white women in the waiting area. My boss physically pushed me out of the waiting area. I was let go later that afternoon. 
I realized I had come across a big secret. Abortion clinics open up for the general public around seven in the morning. This particular clinic was opening earlier for a more wealthier clientele so that their services could be more discreet. Wow, that's some deep shit. Well, if, that's it's true. if it's true. If it's true. I mean, this might, he might be storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if it's yeah, true. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to brother. Yeah. Right. Or he could have imagined it because he was still drunk from coming in from the club. <laughs> allegedly drunk. Coming you know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going I'm to I'm keep it real. Right. Like, white women that are wealthy. They're not coming to the same clinic as that everybody else. See, I don't care if it's a different time or and, not. And all, all the black cars? Yeah, come on. I mean, it's it just a little bit too far-fetched. The thing is, like, wealthy women that have abortions, it's very private and it's very exclusive. You know what I mean? Those places are not just very open to the public. And, you you know, they're walking in just like everybody else. And then at 5 o'clock, all, all the other poor people come in. It doesn't, I agree it doesn't work that degree, way. Sean. I think it's stories. Of, it just sounds stretched. I agree they, they would go places, but... But all black cars. Yeah, I mean, car, it's, a yeah, it seemed a, a little stretchy to me. That's the only thing I'm saying. That part of it just seemed a little funny. Well, I thought it was a rhetorical question from the beginning. Do we think they did this to, to save black children? I mean, no. I mean, that's, no, they didn't. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, they go out the country. Yeah, they go, out. they go out. Yeah, you know, they, the whole they world leave the state. Out. They leave the state. They leave the country. They make it very, very private. Yeah, I'm sure. Then yep. it says they're going out of their neighborhoods and not using their doctors. They're going to areas uh, so they de uh, so, oh, so their deeds have no trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you have money like that, you can you can hide that you can hide the evidence a little bit. Correct, you correct. Cover your tracks. You know, correct. so um, so yeah. I mean, you know, I have I have no doubt that obviously, you know, if you have the money, you're gonna go you're gonna go for discretion and you know you're gonna pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to the same places that the average work with, like, you know, uh, working uh, class public is going, you know. So um, I don't know if they're going there early in the morning. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But, you know, you know they're doing something different. And the other thing is when when you rich, you can go, you set the time when you want to go where you're comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now everybody, now you're being discreet, but like lines and lines of cars are there lined up. How discreet is that? That's not discreet at all. <laughs> right. What was Sophia, Sophia saying? Yeah, she said the decision was to stop the white abortions, all part of replacement theory. Correct. They're not having enough white babies. Yeah, so it seems Correct. like she doesn't really Correct. Uh, believe it. She, and Shauna said she's seen it firsthand. That's yeah. the thing. I believe Shauna said I'm going to fuck with okay, Shauna. Okay, Shauna said it happened. Shauna said it happened. And she said, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I, fuck with Shauna. I, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I fuck with Shauna. I fuck with Shauna hard, man. That's, says, that's, that's family right there. That's the family. David uh, uh, says, but but they are going to free places because they have accounts that their husbands tend to control and accounts monitor. Okay, mm -hmm. and accounts monitor. Okay, so yeah. So um got you. So, I yeah. got you. So yeah, someone showed them yeah. the medical bill. Yeah, I got you. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. But the black cars was a stretch, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but the back to back to the initial question. No, we don't think that they did Roe versus Wade to save black children, not at all. Nah, hell. You know how we know that? They have never made a decision Correct. to help black, black children. <laughs> and look how many things that the Republicans have shot down for health care for children, for um for um health care, for yeah. getting your kid watched, for, for medical, all these things shot down. They never gave black kids nothing. 
So no, what now all of a sudden you Roe versus Wade is to help black children? Absolutely not. It's and not you know the, the the other sad reality, the other sad reality is a brother get fired for being early, and you yeah. know that's foul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He didn't say it was early, and he got still got fired. And that's another thing that makes me say, "Yo, this guy might be a little bit full of shit." But you know, people don't like to tell the truth about when they get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I fired a guy. I fired a guy. Was it yesterday? No, I fired a guy on Monday. I fired somebody on Monday. Really? Motherfucker was strong and wrong too with that shit, man. I give him mad opportunities, man. But these new motherfuckers, man, they different. And there's a job opportunity at uh, Good Shepherd, right? Yeah, yo, dog, the dog. I know we gotta go to another topic. I know, and all tonight, all the uh, people have been texting all of us, and we just doing all the hot viral things that's going on right now. So that's what we not no guests. That's what we just going in today. We're all everything is gonna have a video, sir. Anyhow, the dude came to work late. No, no, it was a no call, no show on Thursday, right? Called a call and wake up. He said, "Yo, I had a headache. I couldn't make it to work." Okay, you didn't call, whatever. So we had to talk about the protocols. Young dude said, oh, I didn't know that was the protocol. You had to call out. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Can't make this shit up. So I said, I'll be okay. honest with you. I wouldn't have fired him. I would have kept him just to make me laugh. Yo, single yeah, joke. I'm away. I told the staff to fire him. Mm. HR already agreed with me. They gave him a chance. Came back on Monday. They have to give him the rundown of protocols. They showed him that the stuff he signed for the job description and everything. He said, yeah, yeah, I did sign that. I understand everything. He went to lunch. Wasn't been back from lunch at 2 o'clock. Supervisor called him at 2 o'clock, 2.01, 2.05. He's rolling at 2.16. Because when we break, we break. break. <laughs> <laughs> he still couldn't understand that. Like, I didn't know the protocols of coming back to work on time from lunch. Oh, shit. <laughs> so so I, he, ignores, I, he ignores protocols. I swear to God, y'all. I still would have kept him. So he, he still got me laughing so far. <laughs> I still would have kept him. Hell no. I said, if y'all don't fire this motherfucker, I'm going to fire his ass. <laughs> and then I'm going to fire y'all. Is that all he did, D? That's all he did? I, that, no. He lasted one week. I fired him in a week. Couldn't do it. Yo, have you, ever, have, you ever, have you guys ever been fired? Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I've been I got fired. fired twice. I got fired twice. I got fired on my day off. And no, that's story. I got fired on my day off. This motherfucker on, on foot. He had no car. Yo, you know what's funny, D? One of my boys, <laughs> years ago, a, a, a friend of mine I grew up with, he fell asleep in his car on lunch, and he knew if he went there, he was fired. You know this dude called an ambulance somebody having chest pains <laughs> from his car. <laughs> he went to the yeah. hospital. He went to the hospital from the car. <laughs> no, it's crazy, man. Yo, I got fired. I got fired. Yo, I got fired dead right, though. They had me dead right. They had me dead right. Let me just say this quickly. So, I used to work in the airport, right, for limousine service. You had to be in the airport. Now, I work 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. to 2 p.m., right? If I didn't have any jobs by 12 <laughs> noon, I was good to go. Anything done by 12 noon, I was good. I leave JFK, turning my block at Mass in Massapequa, turning oh, onto God. my block. Kelvin, get over to Terminal 7. A, a very super VIP is there. I was in Massapequa, bro. There was nothing I could do. I turned the phone. I turned my phone off. When I tell you, I woke up to like get to the base. I'm talking about my man fired me on sight. I mean, I was talking about my man said I don't want to hear it. Mm. But him uttering those words, I don't want to hear it. 
That's how I got unemployment. No, I'm going to get to the one reason. I know we're going to get to the but the re- I'm going to tell you this one time I got fired. This is the reason why I don't trust white women to this day, right? <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. So this white girl, we, I was working for um, the, y, the YWCA for the women in the after school program in South Carolina. I was in college. She told me, hey, let's switch days off. I'll cover, uh, can you cover for me on Thursday? And I'll work for you on Friday. I was like, all right, bet. I don't mind switching days. So we switched the days with the thing. Yo, she didn't put the paperwork in. So oh, when I didn't man. come on Friday, it was a no call, no show. Wow. I said, yo, she told me, but this ain't no text message back then. The white girl quit and then got me thrown in the thing with her. And I got lost my damn job in after school. Wow, D. Wow. But this day right wow. there, I, I don't fuck with white women. I don't, wow. even like, I don't like white salt. I don't even <laughs> drink white milk. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying now. That was the day. I'm now, done. Let me <laughs> tell you how I got fired on my day off. <laughs> like just like they said, like Craig from Fridays. The thing is, I used to work in Toys R Us. This is when I was a kid. So I'm working in Toys R Us and I was assigned to Pampers and Formula. And back in the days, Toys R Us had the cheapest Pampers and the Formula. You could not keep Formula and Infamil and all of that on the shelves and Pampers either. So my job was basically to bring it from downstairs to upstairs, right? So on this particular day, I was stocking the shelves the night at the end of the at the end of the night so that they would be full when people came in in the morning. And then all of a sudden, when I was coming up from the elevator on the, on the elevator, the, it made it to the floor, and then all of a sudden the cable snapped for the power line. So now the, the elevator's broken. I said, oh, thank God. I don't come in tomorrow. It's, the, my, it's my day off. I said, whoever working Pampers tomorrow, they're screwed. They're going to have to walk them Pampers up and down the stairs. Mm. So all of a sudden, I was sitting home. The phone rang, and it was the manager. He told me, he said, listen, I need you to come in. I said, nah, it's my day off. He said, well, let me put it to you like this. Either you come in or you have no job. I said, well, I have no job. And that's how I got fired on my day <laughs> because I knew no, right. that you was not going to break my hump carrying up those pampers by foot up the stairs, back and no. forth, back and forth. So I said, yo, that yo, that's crazy. You know, it's funny. We have a job like that. We had a dude that worked for us and he was working at McDonald's and they threatened to fire him. He's like, yo, y'all fire me. I'm going to Burger King with the secret sauce. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so speaking of on the topic of getting fired and stuff like that, can church folks never can get admit how they got fired? So, Jamie, play play the video for this one. This is hilarious to me, man. This tweet is so hilarious and true. Why church will never admit they got fired? Talking about God closed that door. I love when people include God in their job when it was just them, okay? It was just you talking about God told me that season was over. No. They wrote you up seven times in two months. You should have been gone last month. Okay? They just held on to you. You you bad at your job. God was just leading me in a new direction. No, HR was leading you in a new direction. HR took you down the back stairwell. You had never been let out that way. That was a new direction for you. So you was technically right, but that wasn't God. That was HR. My spirit was just never settled there. Never sat right. That's because you never sat on time. Okay? All them write-ups were for being late. Your spirit was completely settled. Now you hungry on that unemployment. Just say that. And the best is when they leave a church. Oh, it's always God then. Well, you know, the pastor and I just had a different vision. That's the pastor. That's the, his vision is the vision for, for the house. 
Okay, he got 2020 for his church, her church. That's their vision. Well, I just wasn't being fed. You wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. You wasn't listening. They still on milk over there. You lactose. <laughs> you lactose. I just need the meat. <laughs> just be honest. Just be honest. Yo, that's funny and that's true. Yeah. I can't believe you know, and that it, it's a funny thing because people and I call it over spiritualized and stuff where you always gotta make that connection. And he's right, sometimes it's just you. I remember one time I went, they have something called a seven last word saying on what people on uh Good Friday goes usually they have like seven ministers come and they'll preach the last seven words that Christ said on the cross. And so the church that invites you will give you where they want you to preach this from. There's the gospels, you know, have some of the same stories. They but they'll tell you which one you I want you to preach this out of the book of Matthew. This lady gets up, she was like, Well, the program says Matthew, but the Holy Spirit told me Mark. And I'm like, what about if the Holy Spirit just told the person that gave it to you what they wanted it to do? Like, in other words, at the end of the day, you can't just take the Holy Spirit and, and make it break the rules or break protocol just because it fits something that you want to say. So I agree with him on that. That is hilarious. And that is true. That is definitely true. We we do that. I have to admit the church is taking a beating here tonight. I can't front. Hey, man, listen. But the that's D, 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 let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. D is obsessed with church, though. D, D, D talk about if you think about it, D talk about church way more than I do. I don't talk about church. D talk about church. everything I get about church, I get it from D. Everything. <laughs> don't have the church people boycotting me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yo, I remember. I, I remember when I worked in a certain command. They had a civilian who basically she always was talking about how she was covered in the blood, and um, she had God there, and the devil was working around in here and all this stuff. And then they wind up finally, um, they built a case on it. And they wind up getting her out of there and getting her fired. And then, and this is not this is not a made-up story. This woman called in four times for the same aunt dying. Four times. Four times for the same aunt. Uh, yeah, that's funny. No, she forgot. But yeah, but it, 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 that wasn't the devil when she was lying all those times. And then what they were doing was they were laying for her. So they said, Joe, that name keeps sounding familiar when she would call me, oh, my aunt this, my aunt that, or whatever. And then she would get, because you would get like bereavement days or some, some people would give them to her. They stopped giving them to her. She still would get to take the days off from her time. But it was the same aunt four times. And this was a woman who went to church religiously every Sunday. I'm never going to yeah. be a deacon. Yeah. <laughs> Dita says, always the oldest lady in church trying to change the program. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too wild to be a deacon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo, I mean, well, I, if I play football, I'm a deacon of the pits. That's the only deacon you're gonna get out of me, goddamn. Well, church, <laughs> church ain't safe no more. You see, they robbing churches, so I'm scared to go into church now, too. And you can't, and the New York law, you can't bring your heat in there. So. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Well, anyhow, man. But um, they got to start putting metal detectors in churches now. Facts. They gonna have to do something. I can't front. They did at Broadway. They ain't having it no more. You can't go nowhere. They should, they should yeah. put them in metal detectors because it's like. You got to make it one thing with church. You got cash. You got to make it rain at least three times a day in church. You got to make it rain. You know what I'm saying? So you might as well. You got, you got jewelry in that joint. You might as well. And you got music. And you got they wine. And you got uh, alcohol. So you got all the shit made up in the club. <laughs> you got all the making of a club. Oh, <laughs> you might as well bring metal tech to that joint. Yeah, uh, and some man. churches, they twerking. You're right. It's like the club. Well, no, it's the club. Yeah. Shit, some of the girls wear some nice little things in them churches, boy. 
Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> no, what we got next, Steve? What we got next, Steve? What we got? This one's been a really hot topic. They were talking about this on. Uh, I seen it in social media. Also seen it on satellite radio. Racist town protest over black town manager. She fired. No, the the they protested. The police department left. Well, let the story play out. Yeah, but they left. Jeremy, play the video. The picture that you see behind me here is a billboard that used to stand in Johnston County, North Carolina until the late 1970s. And I want to talk to you about a little town that's inside of Johnston County, and that town is the name of Kenley. See, back on June 2nd, the town of Kenley hired a new town manager, and her name was Justine Jones. Miss Jones just happens to be an educated black woman who has worked as the town manager of several different towns all around the United States. But yesterday, the town of Kenley said, hold the fuck up. And the entire police department, the city clerk, and the utilities clerk all resigned from their jobs and said that this new town manager had created a toxic work environment that was so toxic they could no longer continue to work there. You see, accountability can be really uncomfortable when you live a life of privilege. So I have a feeling that the reason that all of these employees suddenly quit their jobs has more to do with this billboard in the background than it would do with any possible toxic work environment that the new town manager created. So congratulations, Kenley, for staying true to the racist roots of Johnston County, North Carolina, and looking like a bunch of assholes. For those of you that are seeing me, I promise you, there are some of us in North Carolina that are not racist pieces of shit. Yep. So the billboard was taken down in, in, in 1970, and she's saying it's still reflective of the mentality. Yep. And the funny thing, the lady from the lady she's talking about, Justine, she's from Richland County, which is in Columbia, South Carolina. I have friends that know her. They say she's a solid sister. I know she had a lawsuit one time against Richland County, but I think they got dropped or something like that. But yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, being down there, it's, a de- it's, it's definitely a different mentality. I have a, yeah. uh, I had an uncle, and I never forget. We went down to the town that they all grew up in, which is uh, right outside of Rocky Mount, and I never seen anything like it. I mean, he was afraid of white people. My grandmother was afraid of white people. They they was raised in it. They they had a natural, inherent fear of them. And they were raised like that. Couldn't look them in the eye and everything like that. I went down there to, to, to rent a rider truck. And I took my uncle with me. And this white man told me, he's like, my trucks can't go to New York. Right? I'm like, all right, I feel you. Now, I know when I rent that truck, it's going to New York. I'm doing it one way and it's going to New York. I'm going to drop it and ride in New York. I told my uncle that. My uncle, I mean, he panicked. I mean, was stuttering. I asked him for the zip code. He he couldn't remember it. I was like, I, I, he just went. The thought of of doing something like this in the face of that white man telling us go to New York, like um, it's just a, it's a mentality. It's a it's a mentality. They was it's just a lot of them that was it's just bred into them. Yeah, but that town. Let's get back on those good old white folks. Some good old boys. Those good old boys. I think the police department resigned recently. I think this this, this video is from. Few days ago, I was listening to Sally Radio. They resigned. Why? So now, the, now the state, uh, the sheriff department is going to take over and, and police that town. They all stepped down because it was getting away from probably so much crazy shit. And this sister's known for like exposing bad shit. The people, the thing about that is, these cops leave. Them, them just using the officer, not the clerk and all that. Them, 
they go over to the next town and do the same shit. Just like the kid, that, the guy that got the job when he shot Tamir Rice and went to someplace to think in PA and got a job. This shit's fucked up. But they can't, they they realize and they're losing their power. Then you got a lot of, especially, you know, black, a smart black woman ain't play that shit. She put that big mama on them and them motherfuckers bounced out. You know? Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm eating my, my skinny, my skinny. No, no, no. It's, 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 I'm, it's, I'm it's, hungry with this, this new stomach. I'm hungry. <laughs> no, it's just reflective. Uh, go ahead, Rod. No, it's reflective. No, no, no. Go ahead, Kelvin. It's okay. No, I'm just saying when you when you down there, it is a certain mentality. Yeah, and so what happens is you have these pockets, especially in the country, that um that this stuff is still prevalent. You know that they're still operating the way they were, and you get these little people don't realize there's so many pockets in this country that this stuff. You remember the movie The Hills Have Eyes? To me, yeah. there are places that you can go in this country. I remember I dated this girl that lived in Tennessee. I was like, I should drive down there to see you. She's like, No, no, you don't drive down here because there's places that you can't go through and you wouldn't know which places those are. And it's really, really serious. And I mean, I, I let me tell you something. I had to drive through. I had to drive through the tip of Mississippi, three in the morning. I told somebody if I would have saw flashing lights behind me, I just physically died. I just physically, if I got pulled over in Mississippi at three in the morning, I would just, I would just probably, my spirit probably leave my body. I'm serious. Cause you already know what it is. You yeah. already know. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. And you know all the pockets. Right, Parts of Virginia, so? Mississippi. No, nah, you guys touched on. I mean, they, those those guys quit, and most likely, just like you said, D, they're probably just going to go to another police department. Right in the next town. Right, yeah, right in the next town, or two towns down. You yeah. know, they'll even move their family to another yeah. town. Yeah. You know, so they and trust me, for them to do it like that, to do a job action like that, where they all did it, they already had somewhere to go. Right, yeah. Sundown, sundown town, ain't no bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly you can, it. You can imagine all the all the. Money that was not allocated yeah. to the black school in those towns and shit like that, and the roads and all that stuff that get fixed, and water lines and all that. What was probably going on down there? You, you know what she should do? I don't, I don't know if she has the power to do it. What she should do is hire an all minority police force to replace them. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be ill. That'd be mm. mad as a They'd be mm. real mad. Yes, yeah, she, she was mad before. You'd be really tight now, boy. Right yeah. yeah. And hire herself some personal. Uh, Security to lead her back yeah, and forth. She, she, gonna need, she gonna need that. Yep. She's she sure gonna need that. <laughs> yeah, they, get, they get the fruit of Islam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been very successful in guarding people. No, they're excellent, excellent security mm -hmm. force. Yeah, I've seen them. I've worked with them yeah. before. You know, excellent. I need a I need a bean pie right now. My my new my, my new stomach is fucking growling, bro. I don't know what's going on today. Nah, I don't eat no bean pie on this show. You might shit, kid. That shit might go right through you. <laughs> I think my old stomach came back. Yeah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's good to see your cameras working this show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the other thing on it. I got the new camera. I got the camera on it, man. Good, camera. good. Because I thought your high definition was losing weight too. I said that's. <laughs> I said everything is going greasy on his on I was his going, screen. I was going to four eighty p. <laughs> yeah. I was going back to what's that? What's that? And, and analog, analog and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Dead men can now make babies. Jamie, please play this video. I guess for this one. Welcome to the Black Money Minute. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Check this out, guys. So you know that uh, we talk about wealth, and one of the biggest investments you'll ever make in your life is family. Well, there's something called postmortem sperm retrieval where they can actually allow dead men to become fathers. 
Yeah, you heard that right. It sounds creepy as hell, I know. But you know what What they can do, actually, and this is a very popular practice in Israel, apparently. They can actually go to a dead man's body a few hours after he dies, or maybe a couple of days if his body's kept cold, and they can pull the sperm out of his body. In fact, they can freeze the sperm for another 10, 15 years and make the baby 10 to 15 years after the ba- after the man is dead. That's kind of crazy. In fact, there are soldiers in Israel who died 20 years ago who have five-year-old children. Now, I don't know if that sounds weird to you or not, but it, it is interesting. And there are some legal complications. One lady sued because she got married after she after her husband died and got with a new man. And she said, you can't use my husband's sperm on anybody else. And he wouldn't want to have a baby with anybody else but me. So the grandparents didn't get to get their grandchild. But this is really interesting. It's legal in some states. Uh, I don't know if you want to try it, but I just wanted you to know. Well, anyway, guys, if you want to teach your kids about Thoughts, gentlemen? I mean, I mean, if the side chick wanted to have a baby, she can have a baby without no problem now, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think we're doing too much. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can't, I don't, I, like, I don't understand the concept of that. Like, you know, why would you store sperm for 15 years? Like, I don't, I don't know, 10 years, a month. I can understand if, like, your husband just died. And you didn't get a chance to have kids, or he died tragically. Then you wanted to take his sperm and have a baby. I can get that, but like storing it, and you've been dead for 10, 15 years. I don't know who wants to get pregnant from. But that's, I don't that's know. true. See what Dina bring it back to? Yeah, she said. She said, "Why would you want to have a baby? Why would you want a baby from a dead man? That baby's supposed to grow up without a father." Yeah, and and you and you can't get no child support either. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? The other thing is now with these the situation, you're saying that if a if a if a woman gets raped, she can't have an abortion. But if a person is dead against and they not consenting, somebody could take their DNA and have a baby. There's something wrong with that. It's just it's just you know, it's a major contradiction. You once know, again, that could be consensual. Once again, I guarantee you there's some white folks shit to have to keep the population on. Oh well D, D, come on, you already know that. You already know that. I'm just saying. You already know that. Yep. Did you I mean, <laughs> what? She says you got the island shirt on today. Yeah, man. These are all my skinny dude shirts. I'm all out. My Yo, skinny dude shirts. D, you that shirt look like you. Sh- <laughs> D, that shirt look like you auditioning for Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it's supposed to be in the water, right? I know. I swear to God, look like Little D did this shit. Oh, man, that's a funny shit. But anyway, Jamie, take us out first break, my man, my mellow. Orchard Blue Counseling Services, or known as OBS is a private mental health practice based in Southeast Queens, New York. OBS's founder and holistic psychotherapist, Serene Prince, is a Queens native with Caribbean roots. Serene is committed to providing culturally competent holistic psychotherapy to diverse communities while curating a safe healing space for black and brown people with compassion and awareness of their total being. As experts in children and teens, 
We have curated a mental health and wellness community where children are heard, guided in developing a healthy self-esteem, supported in strengthening their inherited resilience, and learn skills to manage their emotions to develop positive relationships with parents, adults, and their peers. Orchard Blue Counseling Services is designed to help children and adults discover their inner healer as we take the journey with our clients to work towards self-acceptance, self-love, and resilience to manage life's uncertainties and embrace its wonders. Our private practice extends to providing consultant services for personal life transitions and business development, parenting guidance and support, and clinical supervision for mental health students and therapists. And be sure to book our founder, Serene Prince, as your next holistic speaker, offering your audience a life-changing experience. Now that you have taken the first step to learning about us, we invite you to walk towards a healing and progressive life with Orchard Blue Counseling Services. Contact us for your free consultation where applicable. Email or call us at info at orchardbluecounseling.com or area code 516-200-1174. You can also connect with us at our website and social media pages, orchardbluecounseling.com or on Instagram at orchardbluecounseling.com underscore counseling SBCS or Facebook at Orchard Blue Counseling. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? If you like what you've seen from the four brothers here, give us a thumbs up, like and subscribe to the channel so you can stay notified when we go live and post new content. Thank you for the support. Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Oh, you all have to say that anyway. Uh, so, ladies, please, this next segment is going to be all about relationships. Man, these videos was coming to us, man, the last few days. So, we really want y'all to weigh in, chime in, make your comments, man. It's something we want to get a woman's point of view. Sometimes we should bring just a woman in show. So, like, Shauna, whoever's still in, Dina, whoever's still here with us, man, rock out. Let me like to get your point of view on this one. So, question. So, fellas, you staying... Singing a blissful, ignorant, a happy relationship. Will you be well? Here, play the video, man. I'm messing the whole thing up. Just play it, Jamie. What he's saying? Play it, Jamie. I fucked that whole shit up. Play it. Try to explain it away like that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: there, I'm, I don't think I'm the only person on the face of the planet that's ever lied trying to protect somebody from the ugly truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's a thing that happens. I personally, and this is just me, you know, uh, before before this makes a damn headline somewhere. <laughs> I personally am the am a person that is not uh angry at living in a blissful bubble of ignorance mm -hmm. the truth is rarely pretty mm -hmm. uh and in in this world in this life you have to choose your happy so i choose to believe the the the, the truth that makes me happy as opposed to searching for the the ugly truth that's gonna mess up my happy ignorance like is i even bliss. tell i even tell my friends like yo if you ever found out anything about my wife don't bring me that really for real why would you why would, you, why would you mess way. with my happy why would you do that you know what's crazy envy remember you said you wouldn't want to know if your wife ever cheated on you correct who wants to know that correct now, a lot of people do though i i mean a lot of people do though but i, I'm, I'm I think way. you should only want to know if it's going to change things right like if you're like if i find this out i'm leaving 
mm. then that might make it. But if you're like, I'm going to stay with this person anyway. Listen, if I wake up every morning and breakfast is cooked, my kids are taken care of, every time we're around each other, we smile and they're happy and, and, and things are blissful. And then on my deathbed, somebody tell me that you cheated on me my whole life. I lived a pretty good damn life. I'm I'm, I'm not going to trip off that. I, that's me. Thoughts, gentlemen? Would you want to hear Um, I would want to know. Yeah, I think the truth. I'm with yeah, Rodney on that. I would want to know. The thing is, if, if just the eggs and, and bacon being on the table in the morning, that's what means the most to him, then, hey, God bless him. But, you know, me, I'm very big on taking out the trash. So the thing is, usually when somebody's being unfaithful to you, nine times out of ten, it's other stuff there, too. You know what I mean? And, you know, betrayal doesn't stop in one spot from what my experiences are. They usually other spots of betrayal. So the thing is, I want to know, but I do agree with Angela Lee about the part about once you find out, are you, what are you prepared to do? Are you going to be ended? Or some people just want to know just so they could be hurt and, you know, crying or whatever. Me personally, like I said, I, I want to know so I can get out the way. I want to, I don't want to have somebody making a fool out of me behind my back and making it seem like we good, but we really not, you know? I agree with you 100%, Rodney. Yeah, I'll tell you this much, though, man. Knowledge is a it can be a very heavy load to carry, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, like she said, what happens when you find out? You yeah. know what I mean? You might find out something about yourself. You might find out that you're not ready to leave. You might find out, you know what I mean, that, 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 that you ain't as strong as you thought you was. Or, you know, you might find out that, you know, you, you, you really was happy and not knowing. You know what I mean? So I, I got, I got, I got at least one. I'm not gonna. I'm, I know at least one person who um, is in a very, very volatile relationship. A lot of infidelity on both on both hands. There's no doubt about it. They know exactly where they stand with each other. Though it should by now. You know what I mean? And they, and, and if you're near them, they are just a tornado. You know what I mean? Um, you can expect a phone call or something around. Something just will, you know, they, they will completely upset your whole world with their energy. And, um, and um, you know, and they ain't leaving each other. You know what I mean? So right. what it is, is they just there with each other, just making each other miserable and miserable and miserable. And, you know, to me, it makes no sense. But and I, if I was this person, I, if I was them, I wouldn't want to know what good does it do them. You know what I mean? They're not going each other. They're not going anywhere. They're making each other more and more miserable. It seems like the knowledge they're just using it to attack one another, and um, and they just make each other miserable. But you know, but by the same token, they, they there are times when they're, when they're riding high. You know what I mean? And the high that they just you know it's all highs and lows, man. The highs are very small, but when they're high, they're super high, and then they just kind of crash. They, they, they bedrooms probably dynamite though. But you might find out something about yourself, man. You might find out that you whip yourself. That's some to- that you might good. you might find out that you've been approved to get a brand new white Bronco too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, look what Shana wrote. Look what Shana wrote. Yeah, she said, "Yep, got to be prepared for what comes with the truth." Exactly, it's a burden. Yeah. Monique says, "I would want to know, but I'm open to talk," and found out. Uh, is there some? Is there something I'm not providing? You know, well, the thing if my is, man cheats and it's easy. Dina says, if my man is cheating and it's easy to go elsewhere, uh, he wasn't mine to begin with. That's what a lot of people say, but that's not necessarily true either, Dina. You know what well, I mean? Well, back to what Monique said when she says she's willing to talk to see if she's not providing something. 
that conversation should have been had before he cheated. You know what I mean? See if you can get it straight before you go out there and tear everything down. Right. That's just how right. I look at it. Right. But the no. thing is, what I be, I'm very big on communication in a relationship because I really believe that solves a lot of problems. The thing is, if you can sit down and talk, if, if I chose you to spend the rest of my life with, sometimes you make it and sometimes you don't. But if I chose to spend my rest of my life with you, the thing is, we should be able to talk about certain st stuff. Because yeah, yeah. If, my, if this relationship, this marriage means a lot to me or to both of you, we should be both willing to fix it. So let's talk about certain things so we don't have problems like this. But if a person is lacking somewhere and you don't tell them and then you go out and cheat, that's that's really on the person that went out and cheat. There, there's nothing you worse, I think, you could do to a man. I just don't. I don't think there's anything worse you could do to a man. Women, women, women don't take it well either. You know what I'm saying, Kelvin? They don't take it well. But they, I, they don't take it as well. But, but you know, I know it's a double standard. But, but they say women and men cheat for different reasons. A dude, I really believe a dude can sleep with, with a, with a mailbox and just they don't. As long as there's friction, the good, the dude is good. He don't have to care about the person. Nothing. But with a woman, it seems like it's different. It is really, really different. To me, it's a double standard, but there's nothing worse you could do to give your, yourself to another dude. And yeah, that's foul. Yeah, well, there's levels, there's levels to the bad, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trust me, yeah. I've seen it. There are levels as bad as you think. As much as you think you want to know, there are times where you are better off not knowing. I've definitely seen that. And and I can it, it is hard to it's hard to it's hard to explain to anybody unless they've been through it or actually seen it in action that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy, you know. There's a there's a lot of people that find out and then they're not prepared to do anything, but then there's yeah. a lot of people they find out and they say no, it's yeah. not going down no, like absolutely. That, you know absolutely. Yeah, Moni says I could probably handle one F up as long as a child doesn't come out of it. Yeah, that's rough. Oh man. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's that that one, to man. me. Is the deal breaker too? But I think the other one is too when you when you know, and um, yeah, it's 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 real out here. It's real. But one woman said it best. She said, "It's not that I don't love you." She's like, "I don't love myself enough mm. to be." That's what I'm you. saying. You might find out something about yourself, man. Something the the thing that's lacking is you is a little self respect within yourself. You gotta have some. You know what I mean? So. And those people, and ask those people, they, they before it goes on, they swear that they have the greatest self-esteem and all of that. They seem great. They seem put together, but they find out something, man, about themselves. <laughs> Dina says, nah, not me. God is still working on my energy management. I, I need to know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, that's my wife, too. She's the same way. She was like, yeah, I need to know, man. You yeah. know, the cheap thing is a trigger for her, man. Yeah. She couldn't even, you know. She couldn't do it. Here we go. Yeah, cheating spouses get out of free card, get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she, I'd be done. But he says you guys have to remember our last meeting when I shared what uh, when I shared what I what she experienced. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, God, you Jay Z line. I was just fucking those girls. I was coming back home. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't number fucking. It ain't no love making. She said, just be honest about it. Then we can both make decisions for ourselves. And maybe I can do my own thing, too. But that's, see? We don't oh, here we go, goddamn. We're going to smack somebody now. She <laughs> 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 says, you choose violence. I do, I do too. 
Yeah. So, Masali, I kissed the I kissed the girl, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. to me, let me ask you guys a question. Tell me on the subject. I told my man to this other day. I think when you, this is a long time ago, y'all. Everybody think of this when you cheating. I think it's worse when you kiss when you kiss the person. Fucking ain't nothing. I think when you kiss, tongue kissing is more intimate. Some people Every believe that right. that's more intimate than anything. Some people yeah, believe yeah. that. Yeah, prostitutes believe that. Prostitutes believe that. I'm a former hoe. Oh, shit. Prostitutes don't fucking kiss their tricks. Kiss is more intimate, man. Oh, shit. There's a theory about that. I can see that in a way. I can see that. Oh, yeah. She rallying the women. Rallying the women. Yeah, 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 yeah. They playing a trip to hedonism right now. Look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They circling. They circling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a group chat going on right now, goddammit. There you go. There that bullshit right now. Yeah. Hey, Monique, we got to get Monique a dog on commercial, Jamie. I figured out. Monique got a travel agency out there, man. We got to get a commercial for him, man. But yeah, man. But yeah, but. I really believe that shit, man. Anyhow, that's another time. We may do that next week, too. My So far, we got that for next week. We got my alleged stealing story. Girl strip. Look at this bullshit. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them ladies start packing them goddamn, they pack them goddamn grapefruits on them trips. I'm, I'm coming after them. Goddamn grapefruits. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Jamie got something up here. Why white women love black men? Oh. White women love black men because of the power dynamic, because white women have never had any power over men in their lives. Because obviously all the white men in their lives have always had all the power over them. So white women have whiteness over black men. And obviously to be in any sort of like control feels good, especially when you're used to never being in control. White women feel safe with black men, not only because of the hyper-masculinity that they believe black men exhibit, but because of the lightness and power they hold over black men. This is why also white women can still be racist and be with black men and be like conservative white women will be like married to a black man. And this is why white women love their black sons and hate their black daughters. Black sons give you access to the patriarchy. They give you power, whereas black daughters don't. Who the fuck was that? Nah, she had some truth, man, to me. I look at it like this, right? Um, first of all, I, I, I don't know. I don't see all these black men with white women. I, I don't see it. Like, maybe no, I don't go out enough. You no, know, I don't I, think she's saying a lot of black, but she hit some truth on that, though. The part about the white women not having power, I mean, from what I've seen in history and from in this day and time, white women have the power to get black men arrested. Get them hung, get towns burnt down. So no, talking, I think they do I, have. I think, I think she's saying that power with white men. Right, they don't have. Okay, right. they, okay. Right. they don't miss, have power with white dudes. Okay, right. so I misunderstood. I misunderstood, but I, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it at this. I don't, I don't see, I don't see a lot of black men that I know around dating a lot, dating white women. I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. You I don't. Gotta come, you gotta go to our family reunion. Well, I mean, that's in another state, probably. You know what I mean. But I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it in my family. I don't, see, I don't see it with my friends. I don't, I don't see it like this. This thing that everybody says that they're seeing that white, uh, black men are going to white women. I really don't see it. I don't see it. 
Well, you got to come to Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, well, I'm, I live in New York. I'm telling you, I don't see it. But, but do, do you think, because when I see it, I do think there is more to it than just uh, attraction. I think mm-hmm. it is more to it than just love. I think there's something more to it than that. I think it, it, it uh, there are other uh, extenuating circumstances that people look at. Now, I had a white woman tell me something she was like, and I, I thought she was joking and she was being serious. She's like, you should, she said, you ever try dating white women? I'm like, no, I didn't. She's like, you should. She said, believe me, I know a couple, several affluent families that the new chic thing is to have like a black son and do- son-in-law or daughter-in-law. And she said, and then the genes, she said, genetically is perfect. And so I just thought of get out immediately. I just thought of get out immediately. It just seems like I look at commercials now and I see more interracial couples than I've ever seen. Uh, black men being with white women was always taboo, always taboo for white men. That was always the one thing that they felt all the things that they had as far as resources or money, the one thing they didn't want, they was afraid of the black sexual prowess, the sexual prowess of a black man. That was the one concern. And for that to be relaxed for some reason, now it seems like there's an agenda. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, see the, I agree with you with the commercial and stuff like that. And I'm not getting you know, interracial couples like, well, but I do, I, understand, I really agree with the sister here when she with the dynamic. If we play it back again, you guys. You, you, might, you might get it. I thought she made some good points. Yeah. The biggest thing was yeah. she said it from the position of a white woman. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jesus says, thank you, Kelvin. I couldn't type it fast enough. They need to watch it get out. Nope. <laughs> De- definitely. Yeah. But she's a white woman saying it. And I think yeah. and she's speaking on behalf of other white women. So I'm assuming this conversation is either being had or, or they're still having right now. And um, yeah, I think um, I think there is some truth to that. I do. Yeah, you know and, and, and I see black dudes with white women that white dudes don't want. Oh, that's all the time. I, I see that. I see that. Like, and I'm not I'm talking about like you go on the street or whatever, and you see that. You may see it during shopping. You somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But yeah, I don't just. It's the truth, out. though. You know that. No, no, they just had the flat, sloppy white girls. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. I, but they, but guess what? I don't need to get scrolled, but that's what we see. But no, no, D, in the, in the <laughs> white community, and I had a white woman tell me this. She said she always dated like Spanish dudes and stuff like that, and she was overweight. And I was like, why you don't date white dudes? She's like, because they only want Barbie dolls. But she's like, the Spanish dudes, the Spanish dudes, though, they look at me like whatever because she's white. Yeah. So what, what happens is if you can't play in this league, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down to the G League where I'll be a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what she yeah. did. Yeah. But even when you look at the celebrity black guys, when they, like, some of the white wives, they have, look, damn, when they have them, like, bro, you could have got anybody. You got her? Clarence Thomas. He was a mm. dude. Look at mm. his wife. Right. Oh, real quick on Clarence Thomas. I was just fine looking at this. I was looking at Juan Williams. Clarence Thomas used to follow Malcolm X heavy. Well, with rays and everything. Black Panther down everything. Some way, it makes yeah, sense. Yesterday, yesterday I was looking. Re- all I was like, "Wow, Juan Williams, man, was talking about this shit yesterday." Yeah, they were friends, man. That was crazy. He said, "I don't know what happened to Clarence." Wow, <laughs> Clarence went for the money. Him. Clarence went yeah. for the money. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna say because his wife looked like a white man with a wig on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I don't understand. I never understand this. Why would white women, unless the dude is affluent, why would a white woman? Ruin her privilege being with a black dude. That's the what I'm the, the big black dick. 
The big black here it come. Here it come. <laughs> I'm just saying, but, the big black but, Here it comes. Here it but, B, I'm just saying, like, that's a lot because think about it. Once, once she's with a black dude, there's some white dude don't want. That's like, that's bullshit. That's yeah. like, that's yeah. like, that's like, that's like, that's like, that's Is that four? Is that four already tonight? No, 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 two. That's it. You only got two. Come on, son. We know what he got one and one on delay. But that's what he got. Delay is some bullshit. You can't do that. But D. B, that's a lot. The, the wave your white privilege is a lot. The, the, the moment bro, you get we, with we, him, you can't live certain places no more. Bro, bro, once she saw that thing come out, ain't no going back. She risked it all. She threw all the fucking pushed all the shit to the front. What she saw come out, D. What she saw come out. That big black dick. Here we go again. Give it again. No, 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 no. No, you can't give me on that one, Sam. No, you said it though. You said it. No, 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 no. I was tricked. He said he asked me. He said I was tricked. That's right. I'm gonna get a standby delay. That's some bullshit. Standby. That's right, Shauna. That's right. They want to go against the establishment. That's yeah, what, that's what it is. They want to go. Oh, he didn't get the scroll. That's it. Oh, I shouldn't have. That was some bullshit. But but you know what? I think I think one of the things is this. I think the the major thing. Um, first of all, I had a professor once say this, and I, it was a white professor. I never heard this before. He said, "When slave owners, males, would be raping black women, he said they never talk about the inferiority that white women felt regarding that." and made them want to try black men, saying if our men are so intrigued by these women, mm. then the men that are with these women, what, what that must be like, what that mm. must be like. So as a result, now he said that triggered that. Now I had never heard that. He said, there's some books on it. I want to check that out. It is very, very right, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's deep. That's the yeah. I believe in that yeah. shit, man. I, I, I agree with your professor on that one. I can see that. I can see what that, where he's coming from with that one, man. But yeah. yeah. But listen, I'm telling you, listen. The white girls, they I ain't gonna make it no more. I ain't gonna get no more scrolls. Anyhow. No, D say uh, what you want to say. No, 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 sir. No, sir, no, sir. Devil do not lose me. I'm gonna become Deacon D. Not use him, devil. <laughs> use him, devil. <laughs> oh man. Jay, play the video. How, how did how how did you get him? Ladies, listen. If you see a couple where the man may be very handsome and the woman may be a little different looking or odd or unique or a little heavy set. please do not go up to them and start saying things like, oh my God, girl, this your man, this you? Oh, I mean, you must be so happy. I mean, the Lord is looking now, right? Don't do that. Because what you're implying is that she's not worthy of having her partner. And obviously she is because he's standing there with her, right? And it's also very disrespectful. What you can say is, oh, what a beautiful couple, right? I remember when I was heavier, I had somebody come up to me and just doting, doting on my husband. He's fine, and it's, it's not, okay? Um, but that doesn't mean that our relationship was lopsided, right? Because he was blessed to be with me. You're welcome, right? You're welcome that I'm here with you still, right? So it's very much implying that you could do better, he could have done better, and you're making yourself... Listen, I'm telling you, before we get into the topic, all you black women, all you women, don't take your women to Detroit. Them Detroit women are aggressive as a motherfucker. They came press with Sally when I was out there with them. Chick says, like, yo, what up? They make them like that in New York? Sally, be quiet. This girl got a knife. 
<laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? You know what's funny to me? When people bring up stuff that I didn't know was a real thing. I didn't know people go up to people and do that. Like, I didn't know that was... I didn't, think, I didn't think it was a thing, but you go, know, to Detroit, go to Detroit. <laughs> There's no reason to go to Detroit unless it's a game you want to go play. <laughs> you buy a house for a dollar. Yeah, three dollars. <laughs> oh, it went up. But, but like, no, three dollars like, is, is the property tax. <laughs> See, tell me, sorry, is that a true story? No. That's a true story, bro. That lady put in there, man. That's a true story. No, the thing is, I, I, I believe you, D. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it did happen. But the thing is. That is some offensive shit. You know what I'm saying? That's how I that's how yeah. I look at it, right? So the thing is, like, who 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 she's with or who's he's with, you feel like they have to meet a certain standard with each other. If they're together and they're happy and they do anything, it's nobody's fucking business what who looks like. You don't know what that chick does for him or what he does for her. You know what I mean? The thing is, we caught up in all of this Barbie doll shit. And you got to have this and you got to have that. We're looking for these unicorn women and these unicorn men that don't most of the time don't really exist, you know. But that's offensive. Who is somebody to determine for somebody who they should be with? Like, what we do realize today, most people, happiness ain't even on the list, you know. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be on the list. It needs to be on the fucking top of the list. And it's not. To some people, it's a lot of things about money and you got to have this, she got to have that. <laughs> What couple epitomized that in entertainment? Oh, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z. I knew he's gonna go there. I knew you gonna. I, go. I think they did, and I think Denzel and his wife did. No, leave Denzel alone, man. Denzel wasn't that bad looking. No, I don't. No, think no, she's no. Bad. no you used to hear. You used to hear that a lot because he was considered such a sex symbol to to women. That people just never thought his wife was just like. Here's the thing: his wife got to be kind of the bomb. She's with the sex symbol. So who are you? Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying I'm not talking about about you. I'm just talking about people in general. Kelvin is right. The women always say when they saw Denzel's wife, they thought she was gonna be like some really. Oh, she looked like a sister. She ain't bad looking, but she's not like not that gorgeous. That's what he's saying. So then they think. So they they think that. So they need to determine who Denzel Washington needs to be with in their minds. White woman. Of course. Yeah, that's that's totally crazy to me. I got one more for you. You remember back in the day, and let me tell you something. White men felt that the sun would rise and shine on Julia Roberts for whatever reason. And when she was with Lyle Lovitz, remember that? No, I don't even know. Y'all remember Lyle Lovitz? No, I'm fine white people. Lyle Lovitz. (laughs) Google Lyle Lovitz. Somebody in the chat knows. Lyle Lovitz. I have no idea. Lyle Lovitz. Fell out the ugly tree, hit every ugly branch on the way down. Hit the ugly trampoline. It was like, oh, all right. So now I'm be, I have to apologize. Like, what's the lady that just apologized? <laughs> Yo, listen, I'm going to tell you what Chris Rock said because he has a joke. He said, all right, he said, Beyonce could work at Burger King and still get a Jay Z. Jay Z couldn't work at Burger King and right. get a Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's yep. true. Every- Especially that new hair. Yeah, every, like <laughs> Yo, everybody on the screen knows somebody that you know as a female and you think that she's really good looking and then you say, well, why is she with him? You know what I mean? Me personally, I don't do it because at the end of the day, she got to be with him. Like, yeah. it's 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 this thing that we have in our own heads or who we think that people should be with. It, and it, of course, it goes, of course. society has done that to us. 
But you know what, Rodney? We just we just blew the lead. D, are you mean you need to tell me? You mean to tell me, D, that Chris Rock made another joke about my wife? Yeah. Oh, come on, son. But but he said, and then he said, nobody gonna come on the stage and like uh, Kevin Hart had a baseball bat in the stage. But no, but um, I, I'm giving another one though. I, I agree with you, Ronnie, but to a degree. Laura London, Little Wayne, bro. Come on, son. Come on. I can't. Laura London. Wait, okay, Laura London, nice looking lady. Um, I don't know what Little Wayne is, but the thing <laughs> is, I don't know. I don't. I mean, come on. What is Little Wayne? I, what is like? What is he like a gremlin or something like that? I don't but know. But no, what he is had a child with Christina Milian too, right? But yeah. the thing is, we all know that. You get better looking when you're rich. Oh, yeah. You know, Mike Tyson even said that. Mike Tyson said, I got better looking when I was making millions of dollars. Every Women that yeah. never wouldn't even look at me are looking yeah. at me now. All of a sudden, he's cute. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Of course, Rock will say he's funny looking, too, because he's talking about his hands. <laughs> he made you. He's funny yeah. looking. You know that. Yeah. But, 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 Rodney, I have to admit, people do that all the time. They look at, you know, if they see somebody they find very attractive, they're like, wow, the person that must be with them <laughs> must be equal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, like I say, but you never look in and say, yo, the person that they're together, they must be really happy. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know? Yeah, because people just are interested in aesthetics. Yeah, it's about it's too much about aesthetics. That's what it is. It's too yeah, much about aesthetics, and it's too much about money, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She said, yeah, you know, Christina is with Dream. I don't know who's Dream. The, the producer. He wrote a lot of big records, bro. Oh. <laughs> I never forget this, right? I was hanging out. This was a long time ago, and I was long with time, a long, long, long time, time ago. Come up, it's long time ago. No, no very long time ago. Long, long time ago. Right, so right. I was in a, I was with some friends in a club, and we were with two young ladies, right? None, <laughs> not, not our girlfriends or anything like that. Just happened to meet these girls that were actually in the club that we knew. And then we were leaving, and there was a guy that was in the club that tried to talk to one of the girls because we all went on about our ways separately in the club. And she told me, she said, stand by me, Rodney, because I don't want this ugly guy coming back over here and talking to me. All right, so all right, no problem. I stood there, whatever. He never came back over. So now we're leaving the club, right? All of a sudden, that same ugly guy pulled by in a bins, and she goes, oh, man. He looked kind of cute in that Benz now. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, how did that change from ugly to now you see him in a nice car? And now all of a sudden he's kind of cute now. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's bugged out to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Think of Biggie. Oh, we can go down the list. Yeah. Flavor Flav. But Biggie has swag like a motherfucker. Yeah, swag. But Flavor Flav, son. But he got I'm money. He got money. Exactly. But you know, we can say that. But that's okay. I mean. I, but, I hope I'll give you some money. But beauty is an eye of the beholder, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, that, true that, true that. Let me see. Okay. Jamie got another one up for me. For us, rather. Do women want money over love? This is good segment, That's Jamie. Good segment. Good one. You could be making a million dollars, and I'm making $80,000, $100,000, and we in the same home. 
why would I have to be making a million dollars to be of love? No. This is what, but this is what I'm. No, asking. just different. Just okay, you're right because then there's this that's what, a different league. This is know? what this is what I'm saying, and I'm saying within the leagues, why do women when they have the money and have the power, why do they look for a man that has money and power? Why are they not looking for a companion? Because if I have the money, real shit. I don't need you to have the money. I agree. I think people I need do you that. to be my no. partner. I, I need you to love me, have my backbone, rub right. my back when it's tough times. And if you want to come bring some money to the table, let's do it. You want to bring some uh, ideas, some, some technology Absolutely. to the table, yeah, I agree then, with that. then let's go on and do that. But in but in the woman's mind, I, I really want you to tell me, why does a man have to meet you at your level to be legit if you're a boss? Not deep. Not deep. Um, uh, it is. It's very deep, and I see the brother's point. I think it's the biggest mistake that women make when they make a lot of money. They want to look for a man that makes a lot of money as well, or more than them, and they don't realize. And me and D said this a hundred times. That guy with all that money, he's got so many options. So many, so many options. He don't have to. He don't have to deal with you. Now you right. get a guy that's a regular guy. He making a hundred. He making eighty. Now the thing is, I think women sometimes they get caught up in this thing where um, the man's supposed to make more money. He's supposed to be able to provide whatever this, that, and the other thing. But in this day and time, women are afforded opportunities more now than ever. So you have the opportunity to make a lot of money as a woman today. I mean, what is it like? Black black women uh, uh, number one now in ent- entrepreneurship, know, right? Number one in entrepreneurship. Exactly. So now the thing is, because of these opportunities now that black women are now now you know embracing, you meet a guy making eighty thousand dollars. Why? Because of what he makes is not substantial for you. That does not make sense. You are passing on an opportunity of somebody that may love you, have your back, ride or die for you. You know, it's it's just you're looking at the wrong thing. And I understand women feel like, oh, I don't want to take care of him. You don't gotta take care of him. He make eighty thousand. He make a hundred. He got money. You ain't gotta take care of him, you know. But I think that's the thing that they're in their mind from like the way society puts things in our heads. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a karaoke. Mooney says, "I choose love because money entering my house goes into one account." That's that is correct. Just a, yeah, you know, it's a it's a carryover of um, you know previous roles of men and women. You know what I mean? I think, um, you know, men as breadwinners and women as homekeepers. But now, you know, the, the mentality now is, you know, I need someone who, you know, can at least, uh, you know, match my, you know, whatever, you know, my earning potential, you know, as you said before, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's a, that's a thing that's, that, that we that we now have to contend with. You know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, and, and, and as men, you know, when it, when it, when a man makes enough money, he's not interested in that. You know what I mean? He wants, you know, love and companionship, whatever, you know what I mean, in a marriage. And, and and that's 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 the primary that's the primary want that you have. So, you know, definitely. But that's why we have to stop looking at each other like opponents. That's the thing. You know, the two people need to be one if they pull in the same direction. And so that's the problem. So I think what happens is when you have uh women that that you know make high six figures and things like that some of these guys that may not be afforded the same opportunity i think the reality of it is this you can have a person that works just as hard in a field that doesn't yield the same return mm-hmm. yeah that's just the bottom line you know some some people went into something that they really love doing and it may not yield the same 
but right. that that's no reflection on them. You know, there's there, there's some good guys out there. There's some good women out there. But everybody, if you judge it based on your earnings, you know, it's really right. unfair because it'll be a disparity. Yeah. Yeah. If you're based on earnings, it's not about a relationship. No, right. It's going to be about love, protection, right? Correct. Companionship. Companionship. Listen to them. You know, good sex. Good sex. That's important. Integrity. Loyalty. Loyalty is huge. Loyalty is huge, especially for us yeah. brothers, for men, man. I think loyalty is very, very high. I know for myself. Yeah. Loyalty is very high. And somebody you can yeah, see if you want to have kids, raising a family, kids and exactly. stuff. That's right. That's right. Bro, bro, building together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. D, I want to ask you a question, right? Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I don't break that man code. Don't worry about that. Okay, okay. But listen, I want to ask you a question. Now, we know brothers and, and, and people, celebrities and all that stuff like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, we name yeah. no names, whatever, that yeah. make a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, you ever notice when a female's in the industry and she's making a lot of money, those guys in the same industry that she's in are not interested in her at all? Okay, not interested in her at all. But the guy in her industry that's making all that money, he got like three girls making $40,000 a piece. Dating interns and all kinds of things. Exactly. College students, all that shit. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, like, women have to understand that they're not really... They're not really understanding the aspect of the true game. Right. Yeah, you're right. not understanding it. Right. The thing is, you're trying to change the game. You're not going to change the game. Because that guy with money does not have to cater to you. No. Nope. He can have you, but he can have four girls making fifty thousand dollars a year. He can go to each one of the house, and ain't nobody going to say nothing. Yep. And ain't going to get no back talk. Ain't going to get no back talk or nothing. Yeah, yeah, none of that shit. None exactly. Of that shit. Nope, but you gonna come up there with your six hundred thousand dollar ass and think you're yeah. gonna be the boss in there, and he's gonna be like, nah, that don't go down like that. Man, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And don't need your little six hundred thousand. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm good, ma. I'm good. What did Monique yeah. say? Yeah. Monique says women have to learn to uh keep corporate power in the office and be submissive once she gets home. Woo! You say that twice. <laughs> put Jamie need to take that down and put that shit back up again. Word up. <laughs> That's the fucking truth. Now, Jay, put it back up again. There you go. There you go, goddamn it. Word up. We're going to be the, the fucking saying around leave, this thing. Leave your boss shit at home. I that mean, at work. work. Leave it at, at work. work. Yeah, at work. Word up. That don't work. Yeah. Let the man be the man in the house. Let me see. Here we go. Jamie got women dating outside the race. Go ahead, Jamie. Y'all be thinking y'all the only option. Baby, I can go date an Indian, a Hispanic, mm-hmm. a white man. Mm-hmm. Y'all not the only mm-hmm. options out here who think y'all doing well you know for yourself, and that's the problem. You know the problem y'all done put yourselves on a pedestal you know when it comes to black women, that's and true. y'all need to bring it on down because have we have we have gotten to start dating outside our race, mm-hmm. okay? And finding a white man... You're not... You're not you, know, you, know, you know why y'all do that? Y'all do that and go, and, and go make it look pretty, right? And we having a time of our you, lives. You, you is, you is, you is. But the moment all that glamour run out, that feel ain't there, that culture ain't there, that hug ain't there, that hawking figure of a black man ain't there. So you know what y'all do? Please. Y'all stay with this, with this good, he may be a good man, but he ain't giving you that feel. Again. My family don't look at him and say, he don't look right in pictures with me. <laughs> I need to leave. And that's what y'all do. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that last part. That last part. I want to know where she finding white men that's that's dealing with all that sassiness. 
and them baby heads. White men, white man ain't here with that shit. Where she finding these white men at? I'm tired. I want them baby heads to go the fuck back to sleep. I don't want no goddamn baby heads. But um, but no, what white man gonna deal with that attitude? They're not. They're not. White women that got white women have that attitude, they punch them in the face. <laughs> well, you are white cops always say, Well, I'm gonna throw a beat. You know, it's interesting, and that's why I always tell people you better understand culture around the world, around this globe. They don't look at women like, like Americans look at women around this globe. They look at women like they look at their children. You know that? No, because I'm sitting there looking at that and I'm saying, you know, I could date Indian. I could date, if, if, if you take that to Indian family, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Yeah, no, right. You got to understand the culture. Right. Yeah. You got to understand the culture, you know, yeah. and that's just it. I, what I've gotten from this whole episode is we're in trouble. <laughs> it's just no other way around it. We in trouble. We we really in trouble. For real. Black is not going to deal with her acting like that. No, no, no. Her grabbing air and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, that. Yeah, and at a certain it. age, what what age yeah. does that expire? You know, <laughs> with them goddamn baby hairs. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no Indian gonna put no red dot on her head. I think what it is is that. <laughs> This is, this is what I think is the problem. The, the problem is the way we are socialized from the beginning. There is a lot of anger that we have between the genders. It is. And I always say that. There's a lot of young men that grow up with erroneous information in the barbershops. And then there's a lot of bitterness spewed to these young girls in the salons. And by the time they come of age, there's always a factor where people don't trust each other. There's a factor that people tell people to watch out, and people <laughs> people pass that bitterness down. <laughs> so we go call air grabbers. <laughs> yeah, you know all them air grabbers, baby. Oh my god! You get a traditional Indian dude with that attitude, like Sean said. Nobody no Indian dude ain't going for that shit. Who's going for that? She's right. throwing cover. She's throwing cover. What he should have did was he said. Yo, show me one Indian white boyfriend, Spanish boyfriend that you was dating. Show me in that in your phone. Let me see who they are. Right, she wouldn't right. have been able to pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. Indian people around here, right? I'm just looking at the culture, living around here, right? They women be walking damn near like a step behind them, right? <laughs> they walk with their arms behind their back. I don't know how they glide. Like, they motherfuckers be gliding through the street, mm. right? <laughs> they walk like that. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't going to be doing that shit. She won't yeah. be in the front. Where we right. going? Where you taking me to? That ain't happening to Indian fucking family, bro. That ain't happening to Indian family, bro. Uh, yeah, she ain't here. That ain't here. She'd be like, we have it carry again. We have it carry again. Why y'all carry last night? Why do the same lady sing on every record? This ain't lit. Where's Cardi B? Where's Cardi B? They ain't gonna do that shit. We in trouble. We just I'm not wearing that long dress. I need to show my ass. You ain't wearing that long dress. You ain't wearing that long dress. 
And they love, you know, any people love people just coming up uh, and popping up. They, they should be mad as fuck people just popping up. Yeah, yeah. You always got to get a head done before family come over? Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they better call a tax before they come. <laughs> Word up. I ain't got no time to glue my baby hairs in. <laughs> Fucking baby hairs. I'm sorry about black women. I'm not going on black women with them baby hairs. Just make it look like a real, like the, 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 the lace front don't connect to the baby and you see the mesh. But how is it baby hair on an adult? That's what I want to know. I don't know. It should look like back hair. <laughs> <laughs> that shit look like pubic hair sometimes. <laughs> Come on, man. Get them good baby hairs, man. You're going to buy some baby hairs. Come on, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. So, uh, all right, Jamie got the same. We worship the wrong quality in our culture. Jamie, play the video for that one, man. So let me get this straight. Rappers can get hundreds of millions of views disrespecting women and telling black men to go out here and murder each other. And when they die, it's R.I.P. or rest in heaven. Kevin Samuels comes along and tells black men that we can compete too. We just got to be willing to collaborate and do it as a unit and tells black women to not have children out of wedlock. And people on Twitter are cheering because he passed away. And this is what I'm talking about. We have horrible qualities that we like in our culture. If a man starts getting too well spoken, now he speak white. And these are the same people that are hashtag protect black women. Well, how are you going to protect black women if nobody's willing to accept criticism and we worship the men that are part of the problem in our culture? And I know that this is a minority of people. I'm not saying that this is a majority. This is a small minority of the loudest people in the room. But these people are, 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 are representing us on the national stage. We got Cardi B talking to the president of the United States on black people behalf. That's our best representation. Like, let's just be completely honest, bro. We worship the wrong qualities in human beings in our culture. That mob deep was hot. That mob deep was big. I was, I was feeling, I was like, damn, this mob deep. But that brother's right, man. This brother's right. I mean, I know yes, a lot of people, they, they didn't like Kevin Samuels, but he's absolutely right. We had fucking Cardi B. Cardi goddamn B. This chick used to rob the dudes robbed when she was a stripper. I know everybody I got think, to I think the, the reality of it is this. I think there's a certain level of brokenness, right? And it, it kind of transcends generations. And so we we have gone into, because of some of the systemic racism, some of the things that have happened to us, some of the oppression, I think we've gone into a skid. And I don't think we know how to come out of the skid. And I think now you're seeing the residue of it. You know, like if I'm if I'm scanning, you know, any of these reality shows I see with black women in particular, it is this contentious environment, it is this anger towards one another, it is the fighting, it is the throwing the glasses, or it's one of relationship shows where the guy is considered to be, you know, foul or cheating or something like that. It, it, that that depiction, and so people grow up on that. And so to see healthy relationships, to see healthy associations and things like that, nobody really perpetuates that. And and, and to to the brother's point, it is considered corny when you like that. In other words, the dude, he don't have swag. He don't have this, he that. He, he got a library card. I can't date him. He reading. I mean, all the different things that are really, really, you know what I'm saying? Derek is like, all those things. Then years later, when, when, when Ray Ray locked up and now this dude's a CEO, now you want to pivot back and it doesn't work like that. That's the reality. So we've been sold this bill of goods to to be interested in things that are toxic or may not be good for us that or or may only be conducive to the neighborhood or the times we're living in. And that's just it. You know, how many women we knew back in the day that was dating a drug deal or something like that, really because he had money and he was protection and, and, and this girl had no father. You see what I'm saying? And then years later, he gets locked up 
And then what happens? He got a kid or two, and now she out there struggling, and that money dried up. Then what happens? Yeah, black men are yeah. now clowning other black men for actually yeah. loving their women correctly. Like, seriously, what the WTF? Yeah. Yeah, you're a simp. You know, yeah, you're a simp. Yeah, you're a simp. Look at, look at, even the dude tried to get us with protecting Kelly. I'm just saying, like, that's how it is. When you protect black women, some dudes come at you. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, you, you're right, Derek, that they basically, and you know, Red is right. The thing is, like, when you are a family man, you love your wife, you love your kids, you're a provider, you take it home, that's considered simpish. No, in my opinion, that shit is gangster. You know why? Revolutionary, man. Yeah, that's gangster. Because the thing is, you are a positive image of a black man. And the thing is, we don't we don't embrace that. We embrace negativity. We name ourselves after killers, mob people, former drug dealers. This is the shit that we embrace and we praise it. Like I say, guy come home from prison, he get 20 grand. Guy come home from college, he don't even get a party. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's me, that's me, that's me. <laughs> that's that's how that's how we move. Like I mean, me and D had this conversation a long time ago. I think it was like D's birthday or something, you know. And I gave him like a shout out of how I see him as a man. And I say, you know, my opinion of gangster is a dude that has honor. You know, he 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 protects his family. He he provides for his family. He loves his woman and all that. To me, that's that's gangster because it's harder to do that than that bullshit that you're doing out on the street. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. But again, they applaud that. That's the that's the problem. So if you raise with that, that's what you celebrate. Yeah. And we saw a lot of that. And it it, it really I'm, I'm gonna tell you, and I, I know people hate when I say this, <clears throat> the videos and stuff that we that we grew up watching in the 90s, the misogyny and things like that, that had an effect on our culture. The affluence from the drugs and stuff that had effect on our culture. All a lot of those different things did. Um, no one else perpetuated this stereotype about being a thug or being a gangster or being a pimp or being a player. And you put that in pop culture, you put it in music, and people aspired to do that, inspired to be that. And that hurt us. It did hurt us. I mean, realistically, we promoted that. And that mm -hmm. was just a bad look, no matter what. It still had a, a, a negative effect on our, our community, especially younger people at large. Yeah. And, and you know something, too, that people don't realize? When when two people are together, like two married couples that are legitimately together, do you know they go further than single people? Yeah, they, they live they longer build, too, and they build more. They build more. You build more, and you live longer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You yeah. Looking out to make sure you're taking your meds and all kind of shit. Yeah. You know, all that kind of Yo. stuff. Making you say, "Baby, you don't look good. Maybe then you should do that. Like, they force you to go. You don't want it." Think about something. We don't hear a woman nag so much. Let me get up and go to this goddamn doctor. She nags. She'll, she'll kill my ass in the goddamn bed. Let me get my ass up and go to this, see the damn doctor, man. So, what Monique Sim, sorry. She says, uh, God goes to jail and the women are faithful. God serves uh, his country and the women cheat. Yeah. That's deep. Or go away to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people people displaying loving, healthy relationships are lying and being fake. It can't possibly be real. Let me tell you something. There's yeah. people I there's people there's people I don't fool with because of that right there, you know what I'm saying? My you know life. you know you know it's amazing. I remember I used to argue with people. People used to hate the depiction of the Cosby Show. That ain't real. I remember dudes used to, that ain't real. Ain't nobody gonna live like that. But we would watch the Brady Bunch with a white man who marries a woman with three kids, like he got. A woman don't work and got a maid, and they accepted it. 
Correct. Yep. We're just seeing ourselves in the light that a doctor could be married to an attorney and have a brownstone in Brooklyn and raise their family. That ain't real. That ain't real. Just what I mean, we've just been beat down. All the kids are educated and all the kids are not in trouble. Nobody had no drug problems. Nobody was pregnant early. None of that. Right. Exactly. But we wouldn't accept it. Not even even the fantasy. And Jamie, Jamie said that nobody got pregnant. And Theo had a learning disability. So we yeah. do have like it was it's a real regular family like it's, well he probably had a learning dis- disability because Bill Cosby put something in his drink probably <laughs> now <laughs> no scroll oh <laughs> <laughs> at the five minute mark wow at the five five minute. Yo, D, in the, no, D, in the fourth no, quarter. No, D, no, D, you you sold me out, D. You sold me out. Oh, no, 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 no. oh D called for it. Oh yeah, D. No, he called for, for it D. on me. He basically said, "I can't front, D. That ain't like." He said, "I ain't gonna be yeah, out here." That's what he did. He told. He dry snitched. <laughs> What? Happy birthday, Big Sam. A birthday is Sunday. Thank Happy you. birthday. What day is that? Happy birthday. So it's Sunday the 31st. Oh, my, right. oh shit, my niece's birthday, 20th. Only, damn. That means, no, anyway, Happy birthday. Word. But uh, um, what I'm about to say, uh, so this is what happened to Jam. I'm going to bring this up real quick. I know we got to wrap up. I'm trying to make it quick. What did I do? No, it's the Jammy, the Jammy, the Jammy. No, Norred was thanking me about something. What I do? Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Just for being you, brother. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Big Sam, Big Sam. Yeah. Wow. So, hey, baby. Ow, ow. No love making nah. on the show now, goddamn. Now, nah, I got something for it when I get off the show, though. Oh, goddamn. He took a seat. He took a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my team. team. Mm. But, uh, what I'm saying, so this, this dude, all right, if you ever had somebody you don't talk to for years, and he a bitch ass dude, or going to be a bitch ass chick, too, right? You don't talk to him for years, and they reach out to you for a favor. What do you? How do you react to him? They ask you. You haven't told you. Talking, he's a bitch ass motherfucker. I mean, that's low grimy ass son of a bitch. Sounds like family. Now nah, he ain't no fucking family, but that's could be any family like that. Got some bitch ass niggas. I mean, bitch ass people. So I don't think saying the N word, but bitch <laughs> in the family. Do you ever? Do you ever do anything? How, with how you? big like, is the favor? Yeah. What's the favor? Ah, I can't. Re- if I say it. It's gonna really okay. <laughs> All right. You're referring to somebody specific, in other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very specific. I see. Yeah, man. I'm, man, I'm gonna say. Just... I'll say no. I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, Jamie said. Jamie said, "Don't say." It. I'm not gonna say the person's name because I would say his name because I know he can't beat me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, D, be careful. You about to be 150 pounds. Be careful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he going down in weight class. He's going down in weight class. You not a heavyweight no more. Yeah, you thinking like a heavyweight. I'm faster now. I'm faster. He in a different weight class now. Yo, new number who's this? Thank you, Shauna. New number who's this? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But this bitch ass dude, Shauna, you know, he lived around the way. Yeah. I'm gonna say on near your house. Yeah, oh, a big ass head. You might as well say his name then. God, I'm his name is being my goodness. A few dudes lived on her block that had big ass heads. But he's a oh, bitch ass dude. 
What type of car he drives, B? I mean, but he drove a Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. What's his initials? What's his initials? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I you know, know, I, 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 I think I'm like Rodney. You got to decline it. Yeah, I say no. Yeah, I say no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, don't answer, right? Like Sean said, who this? But they hit him on Messenger. So you know, a messenger, you know the person you said. You know yeah, she got a exactly. point there. Exactly. Got a point there. Don't even deal with her. Why yeah. are you even considering dealing with someone you feel is a bitch ass? You, you, <laughs> right, right. There's people that I don't that I don't mess with no more, right? But their number, I didn't take their number out of my phone, and it they, they may have ring call me. I don't answer. I won't yeah. answer it. If I'm not yeah. fucking with them no more, I don't answer it. Yeah, they got this. Yeah, that that damn uh, phone. What is it that I call ID works? Call ID is the greatest shit ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bad connection. I can't hear you yeah. click. That's what these are. That's what I'm saying. I just want to make sure Jamie don't feel guilty, you know, dealing with bitch-ass dudes and let the bitches stay with the bitches. Damn. Let the cat fleas. I, I, I don't like this dude. I'm sorry. I don't like this dude. Man. He did my man greasy, and he's a bitch. Mm. Ain't I, nothing I, I worse than What's his initials, yeah. D? What's his initials? CJ. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Getting closer. How tall is he? About six one, six two. Oh shit! Oh, he work and he works for the city. Damn! Oh, wow. On that note, <laughs> tonight. I'm not believing at that, man. I want to say we love you guys. Man, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about four brothers on the YouTube channel. I want to say peace, peace, and peace. <laughs>